live from Sacramento. Live from Sacramento. It's Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. It is Friday, and we are live. Oh, first Friday of the new show, Morgan Reagan, and it is a big Friday because we got a giant weekend. Oh. You're feeling good. You put new lighting in the studios for the YouTube feed, and we look sharp. Do we? Do we? I don't know. I don't know either. Chris, do we look okay? Yeah, you guys are looking good. Does it make my skin look, like, clear? You look very hydrated. Thank you. It's it's interesting lighting. It's interesting lighting. We'll see if it grows on us. You can check it out, youtube.com slash sacktownsports1140, where we are live chatting with you guys on what is probably one of uh, the top sports weekends we've had in a while. I mean, think about this. Yeah. The NFC Championship game. Yeah. Brock Purdy goes on the road to take on the Eagles. How is he going to do in that environment? This is where legends are made, Morgan. If Brock is able to go to Philly and beat the Eagles. Okay. Would you, uh, Purdy! Thank you. Oh, Heyman would be... Uh, I hope he comes out and announces him at the Super Bowl, if that's the case. Do you think they'll do, like, a little open thing with him? Yeah, maybe. Um, Like they have before where they, like, get everyone pumped up? You mean when? Like, before the game. I mean, like, in Philly, no, 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 you think like, Heyman's no, no, going to no, no, grab no, no, the mic on the... No, weirdo. I'm talking about, like, for the uh, production, the broadcast. You know how they do those yeah, things? maybe. I don't know. That'd you... be cool. Okay. It'd be awesome. He did it on Monday Night Raw the other night. So, you've got Brock going on the road to take on a tough Eagles team. It's going to be really, really tough. you got the AFC Championship game. How's Mahomes looking? we got people breaking down Patrick Mahomes walking off the stage following his press conference yesterday where he's like, I'm good, I'm good. There was like former trainers analyzing how he is walking. Conspiracies, man. There's a lot of different things going on. There is a lot out there. And then you've got the Kings road trip, a seven-game road trip, a big road trip. I think they can have a lot of success on. You got that? And don't forget. What? Tomorrow night. Why are you saying? San Antonio, Texas. What's happening? The Royal Rumble! So does it get any better than that? You got the Royal Rumble, NFC, AFC Championship Games, and the Kings Road Trip. I feel like he wanted me to say something after the Royal Rumble. Like, yeah! I don't get to watch it. But you're right. It makes it a big sports weekend altogether. I mean, and ultimately, you just think about this weekend in football, and that's where it is. I mean, you had the numbers last time for the Cowboys Niners game at like 45 million yes, people. 45 million people watched that game. Yeah, and it's uh it's one of those things where it's going to be that same type of weekend where people just like throw a lot of little parties for some football. The YouTube chat mixed results about the lighting. Oh. Over under is like, "Hey, what's up with the weird lighting mm. today?" Okay, we're working, we're working. Ah. We're just trying something new with the studio, trying to spruce it up here. As Morgan mentioned, the studio looks cool for sure. Yeah. But it is a little dingy in here. Right? You could feel like a film of filth everywhere. Wow. Right? It's kind of like. Wow. And no, no, no. It's not even. Okay. It smells <laughs> bad because there's smelly people in here all day long. But then it feels clean on the desk for the most part. It's just mostly dusty. I think Cattles does a good job of really cleaning it up and keeping it sanitized up here. But the organization over here in the corner it's is a mess. And that's why we don't show it. Disgusting. We don't show it. That's that's the reason why no. we don't show it. No. 
Uh, if you're in the YouTube chat, the biggest thing you could do today is make sure to hit the thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed to this channel. The thumbs up, all it does is help this channel grow. And if you're driving your car listening on the radio going, why do they keep talking about the YouTube feed? Because this is not just a radio show. We are everywhere. We're on the Sacktown Sports app and on the YouTube page, youtube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140, where people are literally live chatting right now. Dude, my mom was like, um, people that only listen on the radio are totally missing out. And I'm like, Ooh. why is that? And she was like, you're, you guys during all of your breaks or whatever, it's just, it's a lot of fun to listen to. And you get three hours straight of our content. Yeah, when we go to break, we we stay alive on the yeah. stream. So, Morgan Reagan. Yeah. You're talking about this week, this weekend. Sunday, 49ers, Eagles. I, I'm having a tough time with this game, and I'm not trying to be um, the person that's like, I don't know if the Brock can do it. I don't know if the Niners can do it. The Eagles are really good. These two teams are pretty evenly matched. I feel like the thing that could separate this is just how the Niners – handle being in that type of environment. It is really loud in Philly. They're hosting an NFC Championship game. And to be completely frank, it's not exactly like Brock has been in a ton of hostile environments. He played in Seattle, which was tough. Mm -hmm. But the only other road game he played was a game in Vegas where you saw it. The stadium was full of red. It was pretty much a home game in Vegas. There has to be some concern just dealing with that noise, dealing with that Eagles front that gets after the quarterback, leading the NFL in sacks this year. I'm interested to see how it plays out. Deuce, in all of sports, you know that can be an advantage for certain fan bases, right? I mean, think about how many people talk about coming into what used to be Arco Arena and Golden, now Golden One Center, especially yeah. when the Kings are good. And it's just like, there's nothing like it. So now you elevate that to a big postseason game and you do this in an NFL stadium with a fan base that is known to be so wild that their own team sometimes can't even hear what's going on on their home floor. Yeah. Court. Uh, Field. Court, field, court. <laughs> court, field, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jason Pitch. Jason Kelsey, you just mentioned that. He actually talked about how crazy it gets for the Eagles at home. You know, obviously as an offense, you always want to be able to um, – for it not to be loud, mainly for communication purposes. You know, there's a lot going on before the snap, and um, that hinders an offense quite a bit. Uh, but, you know, I think – We've we've used silent cadence even before the division around at home before. Our, our fans are known to be pretty loud, and there's certain circumstances where um, they're going to be extra loud. Uh, so I think it's um, you know you we've repped both of those at this point, and uh, we've had a lot of work on uh, verbal cadence and silent cadence. And I think whichever one we're doing uh, in the moment, we'll be able to execute. That quote. Gets me. The Eagles are like, yeah, we've had to do some silent cadence at home because it gets that loud. So just imagine when Brock's got the ball. How do you think he's going to handle the noise? How do you think he's going to be able to communicate? Is that going to mess up the Niners' offense a bit? I don't know. He's handled adversity quite well so far right. in the NFL, and he's won two playoff games. It, that I mean, in in that's it. And I'm sure, he, let's factor it in absolutely and throw something else new at this rookie quarterback. Um, we haven't seen 
how he deals with it at this level in an NFC championship game, right? So we have nothing to go off of, really, except from what we've seen him in other loud stadiums. But this is still just very different for Brock Purdy, for the 49ers. They just got to be locked in. Uh, That's an obvious, easy statement to say. But I think this 49ers offense has been clicking on a different level together since Brock Purdy has been their quarterback. And I just think he puts them in the best position, um, whether it's being able to throw down the field or whether it's, you know, in their run game or whatever it is, that they're going to be able to communicate just fine. And maybe I'm just optimistic because I'm a 49ers fan. Well, I do think the one thing that you, you hear this week, and the Eagles are getting a ton of love. I yeah. feel like it's interesting. Nationally, Philly's getting all the love. And then locally in NorCal, it's like, no, this Niners team's legit. And the, the narrative I keep hearing is, yeah, but the Niners haven't faced anyone quite like the Eagles Ooh. yet. They haven't had to deal with a quarterback as dynamic as Jalen Hurts, who's able to make plays with his feet. Mm-hmm. The guy's explosive. It's a hard thing to stop. But on the flip side, have the Eagles played a defense like the San Francisco 49ers, the best linebacking core in football guys that can get after maybe the defensive player of the year in Bosa like they haven't seen that either so I saw this stat in the athletic today and there's only one defense that has allowed fewer yards per game this season than the Eagles and guess what that team is the San Francisco 49ers Thank you. and so yeah like you know they have they have a great all-around team the Niners have a great all-around team and I know we're going to get to the other teams um in the AFC but They're more like you're having the two best quarterbacks go after each other in that matchup. So for this one, you have two really good, complete teams going at it. And I think this is why it's going to be a great game. That's exactly it. And for the 49ers defense, yeah, Jalen Hurts, he's good. And there's going to be some different things thrown at them, some different challenges thrown at them. But there's no reason why that this matchup can't be one of those like, hey, you don't know what it's going to be until the end of the game. Both these teams are going to grind it out. Might not even be a high-scoring game. Or it just really is because, obviously, Philly, being I, in being at home, has that crowd advantage, and it just works for them. In the chat, Joe brings up a good point. Neither of these teams have played a team as good as each other. That's it. Well, there you go. And this is why I think it's, it is such an intriguing matchup. I think if going into this game, I'm more concerned – about the Niners offense and I am about the Niners defense. I Ooh, th- yeah, because I mean, of Brock Purdy. Yeah, and, I, and that's it. It's not even that I don't think Brock can do it. I just need to see it. And I think it's a different level to go in a hostile environment in an NFC championship game. He's He's been close to making some mistakes. We saw in the last game where I almost had that pick with Diggs. He's had some plays that were a little questionable. This Eagles defense is deep. Uh-huh. They've got guys that will get after the quarterback and get him in uncomfortable positions that we saw Dallas do a few times, but this defense is better than Dallas's defense. Sure. Absolutely. And I, obviously that's going to be something that everyone's going to be watching and it's going to be hard on the Niners offense. But at the same time, you also have to think about too, the Niners injuries and or tweaks that were yeah. happening in the middle of the week. And with Christian McCaffrey, I know he's saying, yeah, of course I'm going to play no matter what. And like, why Elijah why? Mitchell missing practice? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so you got guys that are going to be, you know, shoving some quarter quarter zone shots in their body oh. probably. And just like getting ready to go. And why would they shove them? 
um, shove, inject them. Oh, okay. Okay, thank yeah, you, yeah, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you, Dr. Chris. Thank you. I hope they're not going, like a yeah, they just like on Pulp Fiction. Remember when? Uh, oh no, I hope it's like that. Yeah, a drug overdose. So they 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 did the injection thing in yeah, the heart. I don't even know what it's called. Yeah, I can't even what? describe it. Adrenaline. Adrenaline. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they did to Patrick Mahomes. There's no way. Mm. Oh, I have some thoughts on Patrick Mahomes. I know you do. NFL needs to investigate conspiracies. We need to talk a lot about <laughs> this big weekend in the NFL. Plus, NBA All-Star starters were announced last night. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Sabonis didn't make it. And Barkley had a problem with that a little Ooh. bit. More so about who made it instead of Sabonis. Yeah, we got to talk about that today. We do want to talk with you guys, too. Hit us up, 339-1140, 1-800-920-1140. Hit the YouTube chat, too. YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports at 1140. Boys live on the YouTube feed. We'll be back on Sacktown Sports. and Mo on Sacktown Sports. Or what we might have to, you know, play in in terms of the playoffs, you know, going on the road for road games and obviously for Philadelphia. Um, and it's just every, like everything, you know, in, the, in these kind of games is all about communication. How can you operate smoothly, get, get in and out of the huddle, get the playoff in the right way, make sure everyone's on the same page. So that's definitely a big uh, emphasis this week, just at practice with the little things, the details of, uh, communicating and being on, on, on point. Um, and that starts with the cadence. So it's going to be huge for us. That's the voice of Brock oh. Purdy, who's talking about dealing with the noise in Philly. It's going to be loud for both teams. It's going to be a physical game. Who comes out on top? You already this have your Sunday? pick. I give a slight edge to the Eagles at this point. And I think it's, it's so being is everyone at home. else. And to be honest, like, what does it always come down to? And I hate this cliche when it yeah. comes to football, but this is what everyone says. Well, who wins the turnover battle? Brock has done a pretty good job, right? He's not making mistakes out there. If he can hang on to the ball, the Niners are going to have a legit shot to to win this game. And, you know, Jalen Hurts, I think that the question with him, too, is he's also playing in his first NFC Championship game. How has he handled those nerves? He is at home. I, I, the shoulder thing is still not healed. I mean, it's not like he's 100% with that shoulder injury. He missed some games because of it. So that's going to be an interesting test. Both these teams, I, I could go up and down and be like, hey, when was the last time the 49ers played a quarterback as um, it's playing at the level of a Jalen Hurts? It's a dynamic. It's like you have to go before this win streak. Patrick Mahomes, it's been a long time. So it's not like they played a ton of awesome quarterbacks. On the flip side, the Eagles haven't played a defense that's as physical, who's as fast as this San Francisco 49ers defense. Yeah, I, I don't I think um you know how I feel about predictions. And I think when you break down this game and you look at both squads and you really get to see two complete teams, and then what makes this fun for me, for someone who has just been really like, you know how my season is. It's so much NBA, and obviously then being a 49ers fan, I'm catching up on all my Niners football. I don't even do red zone any, anymore. Like, I will catch up on Niners and the big games. And when it comes to the Niners, I just think really their angles and their storylines, the drama, um, and on top of that, them being really good has been what's made them so 
compelling this season, right? And so that's why when you look at this storyline, I think people keep giving the edge to Philly, not only because it's in Philly, but because of that angle with a rookie quarterback, with Brock Purdy. Like, sure, he's proven through these eight games what he's capable of doing and leading this team to some wins. But at the same time, these big moments, it's just a different type of pressure. It is. And it's a pressure that, you know, it's a different type of pressure. I mean, when you, <laughs> I think it matters more in football than any other sport too, right? And it doesn't mean yes. that Brock Purdy is going to shrink. But, Morgan, it's sometimes – I think it's hard to do your job with distractions in general, right? Yeah. When you're the guy that's under center, you got hey, to communicate. You can't call plays. you got to have signals. You're looking at the clock. You can't hear a thing. What do the coaches say? I don't know. There's a lot going on. Imagine if the whole time you were doing a show. I already hate this. I was, like, talking or saying stuff in your ear. Yeah, no, I mean, like, 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 like go ahead. T- t- okay. Hey, Morgan, talk to me about this King's Road Trip coming up. You know, so the King's Road Trip. Oh, yeah. Okay, first of all, Smelly, one. Two. You couldn't do that. No, and no. Now, and like, but you know who could? You weren't saying anything yeah. either. Oh, was that supposed to be crowd noise? That was crowd noise. Oh, it's just noise. God. You do that I to me. Like that. Like, you can't phase me. That's the difference between me and you is I could deal with a hostile environment. I could keep going because it has no impact on me. I have a job to do, and my job is to talk about this game and how the Niners can go ahead and try to go on the road. See, you, you slowed down. You slowed down. No, I did not. Yes, you did. Yeah, Chris. I slowed down a little bit because I didn't panic. You know what I mean? Chris. I would say that you actually need that. Oh, my correct, God. Correct, You are the worst. It's almost as if I thrive on You that, thrive right? yeah. on adversity. Hate. Well, let's go back to Hate. Monday's show, Morgan Reagan. So, again, proof that I could handle a tough environment like Philly on uh, Monday's show. What? We have Matt Mayoko on. We got echoes going on. I just take off the headphones. Okay, we wait. Adjust. Hi, we your, adjust. your teammate here. What did I do? You or you look like you're a mess. You're like looking around. I don't know. Could you imagine if that happened to someone else? What? Uh, oh, some people can't dude, handle that and, stuff. And going off on that stuff too, Deuce and I, when we call some G League Stockton Kings games, it's through this time. You talk about handling pressure. They're for the last like four years until right now when they've just got new equipment the last couple of games. But for the last four years, Deuce and I, we were calling, calling yeah, NBA G League games with awful noises not working, things not working too loud, high pitch, yeah. headphones like having to use like this. Also, although one game this year was so bad, I refused to do the game. We, we refused. <laughs> we left. Well, we said, it, no, it's too bad. We're not doing the game. I want to give some love to the people watching us live right now, including uh, BC, who says, it's wild that Deuce is unfazed and almost better with the, the noise in his head. That's a good point. Yeah, I appreciate why that. Are we, why are we doing this? <laughs> and if you're in the YouTube chat, can you do us a favor right here, right now? Make sure to hit the thumbs up button. All it does is help this channel grow. we got to get to triple digits every day. That's all there is to it, triple digits, so this page can grow. We've done it with our channel. we got to do it with this one. Putting it on our backs. Let's grow this bad boy. I feel like Chris is going to need to make a drop for a uh, hundred thumbs up, two hundred thumbs up, and three hundred yep, thumbs got up. Got it. Yeah, thanks. Can you get on that first week? Chris. What have you been doing? Off. Okay, let's talk more about the quarterbacks here. Oh, what? You, what? What about them? Well, Greg Papa Ooh. was on with Dave and Jason today, talking about the challenges of someone like Jalen Hurts. He does it all. I mean, they they do everything. The, the fulcrum of the game is going to be that mesh point read where he takes the shotgun snap and he's got it back to his side. 
and he reads that, you know, how your ends are crashing if he gives it or pulls it. And then he can pull it and throw it or pull it and run it. But then they've got they've got all the conventional quarterback runs. If you want to run Cam Newton, quarterback power, quarterback sweep, quarterback draw, they run everything. This guy's a big, strong runner. His, last year he was mainly a runner. Now he's become a, a, a very solid pocket quarterback. But he's a runner, and he's a dangerous runner. So, um, and then, you know, do you have to play more zone in this game than man? If you're, so. if you're turning and running with receivers, Jason downfield, and you lose sight on him, and then he just runs. I mean, Jack Prescott's not the runner. This guy is not even close. And that fourth and four that he ran against the Niners last week coming out of a two-minute warning, that, that's a play Jalen Hurts will stick that in the end zone on you. So you got to be careful with this guy. You're getting a little nervous when they, oh. when you're listening to Papa talk about him, huh? Absolutely, I, but I've been nervous. I've been nervous for the Niners in this game. It's just like he's it's not Dak Prescott, and like we we know that you and I have talked about what Dak Prescott really is as a quarterback and um, how he can make an impact on different defenses. And when it comes to a really good defense like the 49ers, who do a lot of things well. It's different, but at the same time, with a mobile quarterback that is big, that can create so much in an offense, it's absolutely intimidating. But at the same time, I'm I'm one of those people this weekend where I'm like, I just just give me a good game, <laughs> you know? No, truly, like I want uh. I want the Niners to win more than anything. But at the same time, with if you look at their entire season and you look at the angles of the quarterback and how we got to Brock, uh, Brock, 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 Brock Purdy. It's like, would you even expect them to be in the NFC championship? No. So you're just saying no. it's like house money right now. It's like, just enjoy it. They, they weren't even supposed to be here. Oh, I'm, I'm there, but I know there's like yeah. football fans right now out there, Niners fans right now being like, we hate her, get her off, blah. And like, I mean, I don't care. That's just my opinion. Can I have a, I have a Greg Papa thought real fast? Yeah. Just, you know, sometimes when you're running errands on a Sunday, you're listening to his call. His call might be the most intimidating call in football. Why? Because this guy's like, oh, man, he got him on the J-Belly GQY sweep action, that bubble. And I'm like, bubble wrap? What? Can you please explain (laughs) to me what you're talking? Hi, for the casuals He's calling the game as if, like, he is the coach and I am his coordinator. Like, just keep it to slants. Just keep yeah. it to, to deep throws, you know. Like let's let's keep it very average, right? <laughs> like you are literally giving away the entire. And I and I dig it on so. Oh, I love on it. a different level, but at the same time, I'm going to need someone to explain that type of language as well. Yeah, it, it, it's it's hard to follow sometimes. It scares me. It's, I feel like I need the Niners playbook in front of me. No, He's really good. At, I'm truly. just amazed that someone knows as much football as he does. He's so fun to listen well, to. What I hear he does is he doesn't watch anything else in his life though. Yeah. Like he goes he after a show, he'll go home, like whether it's watch his game, puts watch on a his helmet game, and yeah. Puts on his helmet, um, sleeps with his helmet on, watches games in his helmet. And so yeah, he's just addicted. I don't blame him. I know. This Niners team's fun. All right, coming up next we gotta talk some NBA All Star. The starters were announced We'll do that and so much more. It's Deuce and Mo live Monday through Friday, 11 to 2 p.m. on Sacktown Sports.
Oh, yes. The show is always live on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Live and local. It's Deuce and Mo. Watch the show now on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Or listen for free on the Sacktown Sports app. I, I forget. New. I forget about some of these little things yeah. on the show. You know, like the rejoiners. I just go talk, and I'm like, "Let's go." But the show's know, on. It's authentic, and yeah. I like. I would rather have you yeah, yeah. mess up a hundred times. Um, Not to mess up. I mean, yeah, if, whatever you want to call it. Appreciate you guys being here on a Friday. Our first Friday, of course. If you're just checking out Sacktown Sports, it's been a while in your car. Like, what? What is this show? This isn't some like. <laughs> oh yeah. Taped show from like hours ago with some like hot takes or anything it's like no it's live and local now you got deuce mason you have morgan reagan we're here monday through friday from 11 to 2 p.m on sacktown sports 1140 on the fm dow 96.1-2 we're also on the sacktown sports app and on that youtube page so appreciate everyone being here with us and i just love how much obviously radio and audio has evolved because i think one of the fun things that I keep talking about with you and I was talking about with my parents the other day as well. And we were just talking about how everyone used to, you'd go to sports radio to get your news. Like that's how you'd get your, your updates on what was going on. And now it's become more and more just conversations. Yeah. We, you know what's just happening. Like, you're, you're on chill, Twitter, man. Yeah. We chilling together today. Can, can I be honest about one thing? Oh no. What? You've mentioned your parents a lot. Like I love them. I know I do I do feel like in a way I'm throwing it in your face because you, you are, don't have parents. Yeah, you're rubbing it in my face. You because... have more parents than me and these combined. <laughs> well, my parents would love the hell out of you two too. But I want my own. Oh, well, getting greedy there. It's just it's just like my mom and dad, my perfect family, my this and that. I'm like, yeah, cool, cool. Is that is that fun to have like a dad? What's that like? It's what's it, so what's great. it like to having a dad they in your life? They believe in me. They tell me oh. that they're proud of me. Mm. It's you guys, honestly, I would not be able to accomplish anything without them. And I will say this because I do feel bad. I feel I I don't feel bad for anyone without parents. I am just so lucky and I'm so thankful. But anyone that doesn't have parents, just know if you need anything, I am there for you. And so are my <laughs> parents. You can give them a call at 916. No, I'm kidding. Well, you can give us a call here, yeah. the old school way, if you don't want to type in the YouTube chat. You can hit us up at 1-800-920-1140-916-339-1140. We love talking to people. Looks like we're stuck on 99. Can't quite get that 100. We just did. We just did 100 thumbs up. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) See, and you know what? I'm actually fine with that. Chris has the 100 thumbs up in the YouTube chat sounder, which is kind of like... Yeah. It's kind of depressing because it's it's not good enough, but it's like, hey, we got to acknowledge it. Like 200 is going to sound like... Baby, it's a fire. Come on, make the yeah. thumbs go up. Make them go up, up, up. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Oh, more are going. Thanks. They like the song. Um, Let's talk about the NBA All-Star. Starters were named last night. Hey. 50% fan voting, 50, mm-hmm. uh, 25% media, and 25% current players. And, you know, people do want to give fans crap for how they vote yeah the players aren't much better we can talk about that in a bit okay uh but the western conference you've got lebron he's the captain he's making his 19th all-star appearance tying kareem abdul jabbar for the most in history he's out there with luca steph zion and Jokic. 
In the East, you've got Giannis, Katie, Tatum, Kyrie Irving, and Donovan Mitchell. So there was a lot of talk like, hey, we talked to Sam Amaker earlier this week who said, yeah, he, I'm voting for Sabonis as a starter. Zach yeah. Lowe. A lot of media did, but Zion ends up getting into the starting lineup Democracy for the Democracy simply doesn't work. What, what, what was, was that? What was that? Democracy simply doesn't work. Thank you. Yes, and that's clear <laughs> because of the all-star voting. Yes. So Zion uh, plays 29 games. I know a lot of people are kind of like, why is he in it if he's hurt? All-star. you got to remember it is for the fans, but Charles Barkley kind of had the same take last night on TNT. Zion got third in the player's vote. For third in the fan vote was Anthony Davis, and the third for the media vote was DeMontis Sabonis. But Zion got third in the player, fourth in the van, fourth in the media, and he ends up being the starter. I, I, I hope, I hope uh, he doesn't take this the wrong way, but uh, like I say, he's missed too many games in my opinion. I would have went with Sabonis or Markkinen. That's, my, that's just my personal pre- preference because I, I don't think you can miss 20 games in the first half of the season. I just don't think that's fair. I'm with him. I'm with him in a lot of ways, Deuce. I think um, – and I'm not – just saying this because Sabonis didn't get that starting spot. Truly, I think that is one of those things that you look at and you go, well, you have a smaller sample size to play better. We know Zion's a freak. He's a dominant player. He's shown so much more even on the defensive end, right? When we saw those struggles kind of happening, it didn't look like the effort was there. He's shown so much more. So I understand Barkley saying that, and I think that's such a fair, fair thing to say. I just, and maybe I'm just in the minority here. Say it. I don't really care about who starts or who doesn't start. If you make the team, you make the team. True. If we are sitting here next week after they name the all-star reserves and Sabonis' name is not mentioned, then I'm going to have a problem with it. But the reality is he's going to be on the team. Right? Like, if he's not on the team, it would be shocking if the coaches don't put him in. He's gotten the love. The only thing he did not do well in with the All-Star voting was the fan vote. The players liked him. The media liked him. As mentioned, he finished third with the media vote. He'll be in the game. So, who cares? And Zion should be an All-Star. It's It's an All-Star game. You want to see him. Not about... It's not about... I know you're like, who cares? Sure. Who... Who cares? Whatever. Yeah, great, if you want to put it that way. But at the same time, there's, like, a level of respect to the game to get it right. But that's why when you look at the fan voting, you go, I don't want to say, I think it's so demeaning if you say, they're fans. They don't know anything because it's not true at all. I think basketball fans are smarter than ever. Now, some of these basketball fans that, are like going on there every single day and just voting, 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 you know, for Steph Casuals. Curry or yeah. yeah. And yeah, no, truly, like that could be a part of it, right? They're the ones that are going online and just being like, oh, I love this name. I love, like, I know this name. This is a marquee player. Um, Sabonis isn't that sexy guy that is standing out to a lot of people out there around the league. And that's okay. But at the same time, we discuss this. And break it down and analyze it like this, like Charles Barkley just did, because it's truly 
it's it's why we have these conversations. It's why the NBA does it like this, and they have a fan vote because they want us to talk about it at the end of, end of the day. So we can say we don't care. Okay, fair. But we talk about it because it's like, what? Why do you think that fans? And maybe okay, then maybe there should be some requirements about. And this is where then it gets too far because. We get so worked up about a game because I'm like, well, maybe there should be a games played requirement. But then when are you holding voting? They want voting to happen throughout the month because they want fans to be engaged and they want people to be talking about it. They want to reference it each week when the voting totals come in. I'm like, hey, can we have a voting day (laughs) as if it's like an election or something? It's like, you know, I don't know. I mean, the fans want to see Zion. I think Zion should be in the game because when he's played, he's been awesome. Now, should he be the starter? Okay, maybe not. And maybe the people with the most votes shouldn't be starting. Maybe they should just be the first five named to the team, and then the starters are determined in a different way. Look what happened last season. Andrew Wiggins was that all-star starter. Now the team ended up being uh, the NBA champs. Uh, Andrew Wiggins was playing at a very high level, and it made us question, uh, but why, why is he a starter? Yeah. We could have sat here and been like, but who cares? But at the same time, you are curious just but as a basketball fan, like, what? Here's the thing. I thought Andrew Wiggins deserved to be on the team last year. 100%. So my whole point is, it goes back to what I was just saying. I I really don't care about the game. I know. I'll probably check in because Sabonis and Fox will likely be in it this year, but typically it's just kind of on in the background. I care more about who gets named to the team than the actual game. We got more to talk about with this NBA All-Star game. We're going to talk with all of you. We got people who want to talk about it in the chat, on the phones. We'll do that coming up next. Juice and Mo on Sacktown Sports. And Mo. Sacktown Sports. Oh, yes. Live and local, 11 to 2 p.m. on Sacktown Sports. Always live, even during breaks on youtube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. We're talking about all star voting during the break. Yes. And it's funny because we always get on the fans for, I can't believe the fans voted for this player, blah, blah, blah. Every year, we, we find out player voting and it makes me laugh. You know, Matthew Del Vadova got two votes from players. I wonder from who. Who do you think? Do you think he? How many guys do you think vote for themselves? Matthew Del Vadova. One. If I was in the NBA as like a twelfth man, I would one hundred percent vote for myself. See, I just I would take it super serious, as if I'm like electing uh, political. People. There you a go. Politician. Go, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a political people. We I'm forget. selecting a prop. I'm doing research. If yeah. I'm a player, I'm being serious about it. Uh, you know, both of those directions sound amazing. When I heard Chris say that, I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, why wouldn't you vote for yourself if you were there? But to respect the game and because I would love like to empower my teammates that were like killing it out there, I would take it seriously and vote for the right people. Also at my high school at Chapel, me and our principal, we announced that I was uh, neglecting my college basketball <laughs> future. And I said that I was going to go into the NBA draft and everyone's <laughs> just like, what? Like I wasn't a good player or anything. Like that. Wait, you said this? Yeah, we did it. We did it in front of the entire school and did it super seriously. <laughs> Is there video of this? No. Oh, there no. wasn't video back then. It was a long time ago. You're acting like you're old. Kyle Anderson from the T-Wolves got 12 votes. So you, his teammates had to His whole vote. team. Yeah, his teammates had to have voted for him, right? 
Yeah. I like how you're getting like a fin like, hey, don't take shots. You know, Kyle Anderson does not breaking news deserve not, votes. Oh, I was gonna say does not listen to the show. Okay. Ke- Keegan Murray got seven votes oh. by from the players. Oof. Okay, teammates, got it. Spencer Dinwiddie got a lot too. Hey, he killed it last night. I know. I was gonna make fun of that today, and then he like <laughs> was awesome. He got sixteen player votes. People like him. People right. like him. Annie did a great job last night helping Dallas get that win. What's up, Manny? What's going on, Deuce and Mo? What, Manny, are you like you got your windows down? You got your hanging your head outside while you talk? No, no, I'm not. I'm just kidding. Out of the window. <laughs> He's messing with you, Manny. How you doing, What's man? going on? <laughs> Good. So I got two things. One, the thing about the voting, right, with the with the fans being so empowered, right? I got one thing is, unfortunately, it's, it's going to take a couple of years for because of all the years of that we didn't really have a team of being on the map, right? We play at night, which sucks on the East coast and West coast. They don't get to see our guys. Uh, we're not really on national exposure that much. Hopefully that changes soon. I think that plays a huge factor, but I have a solution too, right? Ooh, I want a solution. Eat cereal and I have solutions. Okay. We take a page, we take a page out of like the baseball, right? You can give the fans a certain percentage, but not as large as they have now. And then after, after that, after you have your 10 guys or whatever, you do it like they do. You get two more guys that the play, that only the fans get to vote on, right? The last two guys, after you pick your starters and your bench, you get two more guys on there that the fans exclusively get to vote on so they I, can vote for their favorite That's not player. bad because I was trying to think of stuff like that too. Um, the other thing I was thinking about is why not like have the fans vote on something that is on the line for the game? Like, hey – this certain feature will be happening in the All-Star game. Let's just say, hey, you could have a four-point line or dunks in the key or oh. three, you know, stuff like that. Make it a little more interactive. Right. And then have a NBA panel of maybe 10 people select the team. Right. Make it a little more serious. I want the people who pay attention more the most to basketball, who watch the games every night. I got to be honest, I saw some of the people who got votes for the NBA All-Star game. Mike Greenberg from ESPN got one. And I know people are like, Mike, nice guy. He's a good host. Great host. I get that. All I know is last year when they had technical issues during an NBA game and he has tasked to do play-by-play, no. he knew one player. It was like LeBron. He didn't know anything that was going on. And that I'm like, he doesn't watch. That guy is so spread thin. He's not watching hoops every day. He shouldn't have an all-star vote. No. And that's to see that you have great solutions there. That's why I'm a caller and you have a no. show. <laughs> okay. okay. Manny. Manny, you're the best, man. I appreciate you checking in. Love you guys. I love you too. I love I love that angle for it. Well, just like, yeah, there's ways to still get the fan engagement and have them give them a voice without having them select the team, I guess. But, also, I talk out of both sides of my mouth here because I'm like, when was the last time they voted for someone who did not belong in the game who got in? And they, they haven't. There have been some close threats. Sure. Remember Zaza Pachulia a few years ago was like, oh, is he actually going to make the team? Like, yeah. what is happening? You know, Austin Reeves got some love. But again, Austin Reeves didn't make it. So who cares? Yeah. And I think I, I think when you look at someone like Mike Conley, who deserved it for so long, but was always going up against some tough competition. And then finally he got in as a reserve, yeah. but he was in like he gets to put he is an all star on his resume. I wanted to get to someone land and said, is it good to be this focused on on all star voting? No, it's I mean, who cares? It's just a pointless thing. It's a middle of the season. This is why they, the NBA does it. it keeps people intrigued.
It's fun. Steven, shout out to Steven Brown, one of the OGs in the building. Uh, he says fan voting is ridiculous. No need for more Austin Reeves. Ooh. Oh, and it wouldn't be a debut week if we didn't have one of our hardcore of hardcore people. Someone that goes way back with us. Who? Let's welcome in Ebiz. Ebiz. Hey, what's up? What's up, y'all? Man, Ooh. I just wanted to call in. I just wanted to say congratulations on, you know, getting a job with 1140. You know, my little brother, he always knows how I listen to you guys and how I watch you guys, how he's happy for you guys and all that. And you guys give me a reason, honestly, to listen to this channel because I honestly don't even like 1140, but I love you guys. So, you know, I'm just keeping it real. You know, I really don't like it. Well, now now you have to love it because we're here, huh? Oh, that's facts. I do, you know, and I just wanted to call and say that, man, is nothing but love over here and... Yeah, I just wanted to say that, though, man. It's much love to you guys, man. I'm really happy for you guys, Appreciate man. Like, that, this man. is crazy with everything you guys been able to do, man, especially in the last year. So just like I always say, though, bless up, y'all. And I got to get to work, though. Hey, E-Biz, real fast, when you came on, all these people in the chat type in bless up. Ah, okay. Yes. That's what I'm talking about, so- man. <laughs> but, yeah, congrats again, though, you guys. Like, I'm... I'm like literally, genuinely, genuinely happy for you guys. Like, I appreciate this is that. Like ridiculous, man. You're the best. Well, I- I'm glad uh, our our arrival has led you back. Yes. Here, at least from eleven to two, man. You cracked me up, man. All right. All right. No doubt, man. Bye. Bless up. Here's E-Biz. the thing about Ebiz, and people Love who him. listen to our podcast know this. That guy is on it. He keeps it real. No matter what. He's blunt. He keeps it real. He'll say it straight up. It doesn't matter if it's about a team, about a person, about a station. I love Ebiz. Appreciate his loyalty and his honesty. Could that be a promo? Like, a Deuce and Mo. Hey, I don't like 1140, but man, I listen for Deuce and Mo. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Let's get that one clip thing, sir. (laughs) So stupid. Oh, my God. Bless up, baby. Uh, cracks me up, man. Hey, appreciate everyone on the YouTube feed. Make sure to hit that thumbs up button, too, as we want to get that to at least 200 today. Cash in there says, realistically, what do you see the Kings record on this road trip? I see two losses, fingers crossed. Is that what he said? That's wow. what he does. Okay, um, then, uh, Cash, tell me what your two losses are in the chat, too. I'm, I'm can, curious. Can I, I'm just going to say. What? Is, would it be crazy... If they went seven and zero, yes, oh. Deuce. What like what? How are you going from five and two to seven and zero? Like, come I, on, no, 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 no. Take those Kings goggles off for a second. Yep, I, are they off? I, they, they've been off. Yeah, they're I'm, you I'm, good. I'm very realistic. I'm looking at the no, teams no, no, they're no. playing. Usually, you're realistic. This, this, I never. Usually, you are. This is the most like fan I have felt from you in a very long time. Morgan, you know who they play on this road trip. Oh, yeah. I think you're you're probably sick and stressed from this you, week. <laughs> Calm down, buddy. I, I honestly, I, I think... It, so, oh, if they go 7-0, and what are you going to do? Will you apologize yeah. to Kings fans Abs- for not believing? Yes, absolutely. I'll, I'll, huge apology. If the Kings go 7-0, I'll write a one-minute straight apology. I, I, you I like think, that? Take I, all Kings I'm fans predi- into you. I'm not predicting that they're going to do that. Are you sure? I, exactly. Is it possible? 
I won't have to write this apology. <laughs> it's just, no, anything is possible. And you guys, it's not. I believe in this team yeah, yeah. more than ever. I love the this team. The T-Wolves have been better, and Anthony Edwards has been Thank on a you. nice tear. You He's just been have- on a really good tear. Um, looking at them, they've won three of four. You have so. to be realistic when it comes to the other teams and their abilities as well. It's not a knock on the Kings. All right, one hour in the books. We got plenty to get to on the show today. We'll talk some more Kings, All-Star, voting. We got the NFC Championship. Mm. The AFC Championship. What? We got the Royal Rumble. What? And the Kings Roundtable at 1 o'clock. Don't go anywhere. It's Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo on Sat Sports. Oh yeah, we are live. It's a Friday, and it's a jam-packed Friday. Coming up in one hour, we go with the little Sacramento Kings roundtable. Mm. Chris and Frankie in the building to talk all things Sacramento Kings. We are getting ready for the NFC Championship game. As Brock Purdy tries to do the unthinkable, he tries to go on the road in a hostile environment and go lead. The 49ers back to a Super Bowl appearance. It sounds insane when I say it. Yes, it does. He goes up against a tough Eagles front. Whew. Tough environment. What? Going to be loud. Yeah, it is. And then you got the AFC Championship game where Patty Mahomes, this guy's a freak. I thought his leg got ripped off last game. Yeah. He was limping off. It looked really bad. He was limping all over the field. But somehow, someway, Patty Mahomes is going to be able to play? Where's our conspiracy music? <laughs> I didn't know we had conspiracy music. Um, uh, I am. Let's just hear from Patrick Mahomes okay, okay. on how his ankle is feeling. It's doing good. You know, I've had a few days of treatment, a few days of rehab. Uh, excited to get on the practice field and kind of test it out uh, and uh, see where I'm at. But uh, it's feeling good so far. It's doing good. We cloned me in just one day, and um, it's actually just a healthier version of me. Okay, Patty, but how's it compared to your previous one, man? So the last one, uh, it was the leg that I landed on, so I had to find ways to throw where I could land and keep it in the right spot. And this time, I'll have to find ways to be able to push off and be able to still make the throws the right way. So uh, definitely uh, similar in a sense, but obviously different limitations and stuff that I'll have to work through. I'm sorry. This is where I just – we need to do a deep dive, and I hope some journalist is working on this – we need to go into the medical rooms of these sports teams. I just don't know. Okay, wait. HIPAA laws and, like, all these other things? Oh, no, no. No, I, I want... <laughs> Morgan, Patrick Mahomes, that looked like a nasty injury. Mm-hmm. He came back in the game, and I know these guys are tough. Yeah. But we're seeing athletes nowadays able to bounce back. It's like, hey, high ankle sprain. He should be out, like, seven weeks. Fox misses a game. You know, or, hey, knee bruise. It's like... I need to know how these players are getting back so fast. I if I suffered the injury that Patrick Mahomes did yeah. last weekend, yeah. I'm on crutches right now. I'm like, I don't know if I can do the show. Oh, yeah. We <laughs> can do the show. I mean, getting up the stairs would be. It, right. Oh, great then, point. Meanwhile, this guy's walking downstairs like he's fine. And he's about to running play in around. an AFC championship. How? How? So we can go two ways with this. We can go conspiracy or we can go science and how science has evolved and resources have become better. And so obviously um, <laughs> everything in the problem. medical world. Gets, that's my problem. Oh, what? My problem is if they have this type of treatment for pro sports, for, for pro athletes, can you help me? I tweak my back at the gym and I'm done. You put me out for weeks. 
Some of these guys, it's like, oh, no, he looks like he's done for a while. He comes back in three minutes later. Chemezi Metu, I thought he was done for the year. You were watching him going, oh, no. He comes back like a game later. So, again, they would have this for you if you had this for them. And what I'm holding up is the money sign. Yeah. Um, if you have uh, the proper amount of money, you, too, can be treated like a rich person in this world. So, yes, that's exactly kind of the direction that you're going in there. And they have the resources and um, all the things that have evolved within their medical systems to give these guys the right treatment the right advice, all those different things. And I think when you look at Mahomes and the way the, oh, his ankle was just like <laughs> crushed on in that game. It was game, gross. It we, was so gross. And of course, you know, they, the CBS has to play it 75 times Correct. just in case you didn't see it the first time. It looked exactly like the Pollard tackle. Oh, who God, broke yes. his leg? Yes, right. and he's and it was done. A fracture. Yes. Yeah, but you guys, we also have to remember too. Like bones for people are just built differently. Like every body is different, and so like Deuce, if he were to like jam his finger or something, oh. it'd probably be broken. He'd have to get it amputated. Where me, I would wrap it up and make a little splint at my house out of cardboard or something. Just to be clear, you what? are one of the softest. People really, I have ever really. Have you ever met. played basketball with your shoulder out of the socket? Have you ever played basketball with a fractured finger? Have you ever played basketball with two rolled ankles? Have you? What they call me, Patty Mahomes? <laughs> Do they? No, Patty. Okay, I am now. <laughs> Deuce and Patty. Deuce, Deuce and Patty. Hey, um, yo. one thing that I'm really interested with is AFC Championship game. Obviously, when you've got the headliners, it's the main event, right? Okay, it's Mahomes against Joe Burrow. Burrow is 3-0 and there. But some of the smack talk that's happening. You like you know, it. Willie Gay asked about the Bengals' offense. He was asked, hey, what impresses you about the Bengals' offense? His answer, nothing. Yeah. We all oh, heard that. Oh, I love that. It's great. I, I mean, love that. Well, it's funny, too, because then you do have someone like Patrick Mahomes who goes to the podium and it's like they're asking him things about the Bengals and what impresses him. And, you know, he it's just like the way that he talks about it. It's it's so he's breaking it down for people. But when you have someone just saying nothing, it. It gives you that big game kind of vibe. He wasn't done either. He says, we know they're going to try to do that, act like they can big boy us, but the front six, seven, we're going to definitely do our job to try to slow that down. And then you've got Bengals players, I guess, referring to Arrowhead as Burrowhead. Uh, Travis Kelsey was asked about that. We are the loudest stadium in the world on record. 42, 142 decibels did you guys break the record this week i don't know i don't know maybe uh we're gonna have to break it this week because uh, a lot of cincinnati Bengals fans are calling it burrowhead instead of burrowhead whoa yeah no, the disrespect one, the arrowhead they're, they're, continues they're throwing, they're throwing they're throwing a lot of bulletin board material out there man mm, travis kelsey there. that did not sound like travis kelsey at first it just sounded like it not really, him? really good no, no, it's him. I, at first i thought it was like a, what you know when we get like those commercial spots and there's yeah like, yeah there's a thing in the beginning <laughs> State Farm. Now, I need to hear it again. I want to hear that again. Because yeah. his voice does sound weird. We are the loudest stadium in the world on record. 42, yeah. 142 decibels. That's what got me. the record this week? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe uh, we're going to have to break it this week because uh, a lot of Cincinnati Bengals fans are calling it Burrowhead instead of Burrowhead. Arrowhead. Whoa. Yeah. No, the that disrespect one, to Arrowhead they're, they're, continues. They're throwing, they're, throwing, they're throwing a lot of bulletin board material out there, man. 
Okay, we, we talk about this bulletin board material. Does that really matter much? Like Willie Gay saying, oh, nothing impresses him, and the people calling it Burrow Land. Is what that really? Mean? I mean, you know, if, if this is the AFC Championship, I don't know. I would just be fired up to play in the game. Yeah. Like, it's just competition. Do you really need a little extra to get you going? And that's kind of what Patrick Mahomes was saying in one of his press conferences was like, look, we lost to them. Like, we need, like, that's all the motivation we need to try and win this game now. And I think for a lot of these guys, I don't really care because it makes it more fun for me going into this game going, you guys are adult men calling it Burrowhead. That's the worst part. (laughs) Is it Burrowhead? I don't care about, like, trash talking, but Burrowhead. Yeah, it's not, it would... If his name was Joe Barrow, it would be better, right? Ooh. Maybe. Barrowhead would yeah. be better. Maybe but- like it's like, oh, this isn't even Kansas City anymore. It's Burrow City. Like, that would be better than Burrowhead. Yeah. No, there's a lot of things that could have been cooler <laughs> than Burrowhead, um, to be honest. Yeah, this doesn't flow well. No, and I do think about a whole bunch of, uh, yeah, like adult men coming up with it, and it's like, Okay. Ooh. Can I ask you who's who you're rooting for in this game? I, I I'm I love Patrick Mahomes. I do. I think he's like the Steph Curry where there's he's so good. You you can't not like him, his personality, um his the what he does on and off the field, obviously just as a top-tier athlete. Um, a fun quarterback, but then being the type of guy off the field, you know, that really empowers like women's sports and does so much more. I just appreciate him all the way around. So you're saying Joe Burrow does not do any of those he things? He hates women's sports. Okay, okay, hates, yeah, no, yeah. No, 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 joke, joke, joke. Um, no, you know, just room for a good game. No, 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 uh, no, 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 no. You made me like, do you. You know, you like- I, so add the heel in me, and because Royal Rumble oh, is this weekend, I just no. think about storylines, and I'm sorry. I think Joe Burrow going there again and winning would be fun. The guys, he plays with swagger. They're doing a lot of jaw jacking. It would be fun to see them kind of do it and kind of develop that heel persona. The other thing that I'm glad, I am really glad this game is happening at Arrowhead. Remember, there was a, a point where we could have had a neutral site championship game. That would have sucked, and I'm I'm scared that the NFL is going to do this because there's money to be made. Yeah, like, they were going to maybe have that championship game played in Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. If the matchup had worked with the Bills winning, that would have been unfortunate. And I think the NFL goes, oh, my God, we sold, like, 50,000 tickets in, like, three seconds when that happened. We can host the AFC and NFC championship games. Let's host it. Uh, I don't know. Cities could bid on it. Vegas is going to have it. It's going to be a one game in Florida. Let's bring it. Let's make it a huge week, kind of like a mini Super Bowl, right? Well, Florida would suck, but everything else would be no, fun. No, to it would not because this, to me, this is what playoff football is, right? Like, you need to go and you got home field advantage. This team needs to screw neutral sites. Yeah. I want you to come in and play in a tough environment and earn it. You earn that record. You earn that home field advantage. You got to go on the road and win a game. Neutral site? No. Fans matter. Atmospheres matters. All of a sudden, you have AFC and FC championship games with a whole bunch of rich people. The crowds aren't loud. Ooh, it yeah. would be lame. Yeah. The whole rich person thing, that that always sucks, right? I mean, you've seen that with, um, it's not Oracle, it's Chase Center. Um you, you've seen that with Chase Center being in San Francisco, and you and I got to attend a Warriors game last year. Oh, and boring. Yeah, and being a part of that was like, this team at that point 
wasn't doing amazing, but you still have Steph Curry. You still have high-profile pieces on your squad, and you could tell the rich people were in their seats that night. And I get what you're saying with this, too, because then you're just— but that's what. But that is what the Super Bowl is a lot of times anyway. It feels like a whole bunch of rich people are just out there watching a halftime show. And so I guess my point with this, it's like money drives our world, so why wouldn't— I would hate it if this happened in the NBA. I'd be like, no. But in football, I'm kind of like, I don't care what they do. No, I want the road environment. If you guys have thoughts on it, you can hit us up, too, in the YouTube chat. Make sure if you're in the YouTube chat, hit that thumbs up button at YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. You can also hit us up, 1-800-920-1140. It's Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. Deuce and Mo on your local sports leader. Set Town Sports. Oh, yes. YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan live. Monday through Friday, 11 to 2 p.m. Pacific time. Are you adjusted yet? Well, can I say today? No, I'm, please tell. Go. Yeah, I know I asked you a question, yep. but I'm going to. Answer my own question first <laughs> yep. before you get the chance to respond. Mm-hmm. Classic Deuce Mason move. Correct. Yesterday, I felt, after the show, we both felt very overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. It was a busy week, and I equated it to when I had a puppy at first. Where yeah. Like, oh, it's super excited. The puppy's cute, but is it always like this? This is really a Did lot. I do the, Exa- yeah. Did I do the right thing? Yeah. Should we quit? No, just- I was thinking about the puppy. Oh, I was talking about this. <laughs> Now I feel a little better today. I do. I feel like we're we're loosening up a little bit. It's just it's just a lot. It's a first week thing, you know. You 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 haven't done this format in seven years, and it's like what we're realizing more and more too. It's just truly, we were brought here to have creative freedom and to do what we do best, and that's do it just, differently, right? And that's yeah, just yeah. to to talk, have fun with all of you guys out there, and that's what I feel like we're doing more and more. But one thing I will say, oh God. both days, both days that we were in here and we had uh, a Kings game, a Sacramento Kings game on Monday night, but then a Stockton Kings game last night. My hair not on point, and it throws me off in my other performances. And so that's something that I'm going to have to do. Maybe I get fully ready before I come okay. in here. Okay. I don't know what, but it's going to be something else. Well, we're going to have a King's Roundtable coming up at 1 p.m. We're not going to talk about my hair not being perfect? No, now. we're done with okay, it because it looks it. bad today, too. Thank you. Um, Greasy. We got Chris Watkins. Yes. Of course, he's the host of King's Weekly. You can hear each and every weekend here on Sacktown Sports and live on the YouTube page. And Frank... Frankie Cardicelli, who Morgan called Frankie uh, Cascarelli. He, why? I don't know. <laughs> why, why do I remember what I? I, I, I don't him know. Now. It was one of the most bizarre things I've ever heard. You butchered his last name, and it was embarrassing. It really was. It kind of isn't now, yeah. and now no, that it I, is okay. it, because I don't know that he totally knows that yet. So well, we'll have to ask him about that. Yep. Uh, let's check in with our guy Jeff. What is up, Jeff? Jeff, how you doing? Hey, man, how are you? I'm good. Hey, listen, I just want to say uh, I'm new to listening to you guys, and uh, it, you know it's a great show, and I appreciate it and really like it. Oh, okay, that is that's way so too nice. nice of you. But yeah, I have to ask, what do you like about it? Because Ooh. I need to fill my ego a little bit, please. Well, I think it's a it's a great uh, deal with 
between you guys just back and forth. I mean, two different opinions that, you know, it's it's awesome to hear, and I, I appreciate it. Wow. Jeff, you are too kind Truly. for saying that. Are, is there, are you looking forward to anything this weekend? Like, are you most excited about the NFC Championship, AFC, Kings, T-Wolves? Where are you at? Well, it's got to be the AFC uh, deal. I'm, I've been a long time, you know, forever Raider fan, so I can't root for the Chiefs. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going Bengals all the way. All wow. Right. Well, Jeff, thanks so much for checking in, man. All right. Thank you. Man, that was really nice. Honestly, you know what's funny? Seven years ago, what I remember is people just calling in and, like, being bullying and being really mean. This has been <laughs> such a great first week of just, like, I think people have changed, and they're like, oh, yeah, kindness actually rules the world, and it's a great way to go. <laughs> That's really funny. What? Kindness rules. It's 2023. That is not the no, case no, no. at Kindness all. Kindness should rule the world, oh, should, and there should. should be more people like Jeff out there, and I love it. And we had a great yeah. call yesterday. Just really cool people, really cool community. Thank you. Uh, Scotty in the live chat says Philly is now two-and-a-half point favorites, uh, and I think Kansas City is up to one-and-a-half point favorites. Okay. All that tells me is these games are going to be close this weekend, or should be. That's what Vegas is anticipating, and that's what it's about. Are you cool with some low-scoring games? Yeah, I, to be honest, yeah, I prefer it. Okay, like that Cowboys Niners game. Dude, that to me was a classic. Like, yes. Oh, this is what playoff football is. It's not 35-32. It's we're grinding some things out. The defense is playing well. We really have to tweak some things. We got to run the ball. We got to establish it. We got to play physical. Yeah. You know, it, it just it puts a lot more. It feels like more is on the line in those games. It was old school. No, I, I, I'm with you on that. I think if as long as we kind of get that type of spirit to these games, um, which I think you will, yeah. no matter what, get that type of feeling. Um, you just can't have – just truly for the Niners, just one more thing for them, just – you can't have the same mistakes that you had. The clock management. That first uh, <laughs> half against the Cowboys will not fly against the Eagles. You will be down at the half. Or even not capitalizing off of Dak's turnovers. Like, those things will not fly. Pun intended. Yep. Um, let me ask you this. How concerned are you about Christian McCaffrey not being 100%? He was clearly grabbing that calf sometimes in that game against Dallas. Where are you at with him? Science. It's it's. Um, going to help him through this one. Medical science, that is. Cortisone shots injected into his veins. He'll be just fine. Someone asked him, hey, do you think you're going to play? Christian, is there any chance in your mind that you won't play on Sunday? Zero. <laughs> Thank you. All right, but Christian, how are you getting prepared for the game, man? Just, you know, do all the walkthroughs, the run-throughs, whatever, and, you know, go through the lists multiple times with, with Coach Lynn or with Bobby T. And uh, it's the same process for me, just lowering a little bit of the physical load. Yeah, and I think that's smart, right? Like, I know we get so cough guard when we go, oh, God, I didn't practice this week. It's like, yeah, I, I don't need him to practice, okay? Christian McCaffrey's a smart enough player to know what the hell's going on. Thank He's going to watch the film. He's really talented. I'd much rather him get that treatment, get that rehab, whatever yep. he's got to do to be ready to go on Sunday against the Eagles. If, at this point, if if you, yeah, at this point, he knows how to play the game at a very high level. And it's just about, like you said, studying up on your opponent. Yeah. Um, that goes for all yeah. these guys. And it just, how these guys study is going to be huge, but they all want it. It's a big game. Yeah. And I, we talk so much about like how dynamic the Eagles offense can be, mm-hmm. especially with Jalen Hurts. But you can't lose sight of the fact that this Niners offense. Even with Brock Purdy, like you've seen Kittle explode now. 
Ayuk. We know what Debo can do. And I think the, the biggest change with the 49ers, especially during the streak, we, I think we so, so focus on the quarterback, right? Because quarterback play is important. All the time. But Christian McCaffrey has opened things up for this offense, and they've got a running game, and I think that's something that they're going to really have to establish on Sunday. When that trade was made, I believe ESPN put out, like, the report on the trade, and it was like a C-minus or C-plus or something. I remember telling you, Deuce, I was like, this is huge, and everyone was all about the injuries, which absolutely makes sense, right? Not only because in this physical sport that happens a lot, but he has had injuries throughout his career. But at the same time, his dominant athleticism and and ability to play at such a high level, I didn't doubt this addition to this 49ers offense and what it could truly create. Especially with Shanahan. That's what I am citing. I'm telling you, around the country, everyone's talking about Philly, Philly, Philly. Around here, it's about the 49ers. Sure. You know, I'm not trying to diminish the Eagles at all, and I, I, I actually give them a slight edge coming up on Sunday, but... This Niners team's not a joke. Like, stop sleeping on them, acting like it's just, oh, this this quarterback, Brock Purdy, I mean, it's going to turn story. into a pumpkin. It's a cute story. It's like, that's not all they have. Uh-huh. They have a defense that's that gets after it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, you have two of the best linebackers on the 49ers squad. I, you, But altogether, you just have a great defense, a great defensive coach. I mean, there's so many things that are going for you if you're the 49ers. It is surprising whenever the narrative is more like, oh, the Phillies got this one. I get it when you look at different the, angles. You just, you just called them the Phillies? The, no, I said Philly. Did oh, I say Philly the Philly? Yeah. Okay, no, I think I, did, I think I said what I said. Okay, okay. <laughs> Philly has, yeah. Um, I, I see why when the narrative is Philly has the advantage. Hey, what? How awesome would it be, though? We talk about the hostile environment. If in that first quarter, that Niners offense just takes it downfield and scores, oh, it would shut on. them up so oh, fast. Oh, come on. You know, you it know. would shut them up so fast. Northern California, yeah, stand up. Of course, that would be super exciting. And we would all love to see, for the most part, most people would love to see that. Um, but at the same time, I just don't know what to expect. I don't know what to expect well, in this one. We'll talk more about it coming up. And we have the Kings Roundtable coming up at 1 p.m. We got Chris Watkins, Frankie Cardicelli in the building at 1 p.m. It's Deuce and Mo. We are live on Sacktown Sports. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Sacktown Sports. I am Alex Lenov Reckley this See? year. That's another one. And I think that you do have to factor that in when you're looking at these guys. When you have that small sample size, it's like, oh, of course, fresh legs. You can play you can play better in this small well, amount of games. Durant has still played in let's see here, double checking, thirty nine games. That's okay. Enough, yeah. That's enough. Well, and I think that's the other thing. It's just everyone's got a different perspective on how all star voting should work and who should be in the game. Uh, when you think of an all star game, like it wouldn't make no sense if Zion was not in it. I don't care that he's not played twenty nine games. I know when he's played, they've been awesome. And since he's gotten hurt a couple weeks back, yeah. the Pelicans have fallen apart. And the other thing is, he's unlikely to play in the game, right? Like, he's still two weeks away from being reevaluated. Sure. So, what about, like, 
Nate Duncan's list on social media, and he didn't have Domas Abonis. But then he's arguing with people within his comments, like, um, you know, or he has been over the years saying, you got to win. You got you to get me wins, you know, and Kings never get wins. So, of course, they don't have an all-star. And this year, finally, they have the wins, and they're showing that they can be a third team in the Western Conference, and he's still not giving the respect yeah. that they deserve. It's I hate when people go back on what some of their criteria is for an all-star. And then they're like, actually, no, because I actually feel this way about a certain team or I don't watch them. Um, There is a portion, in my opinion, of NBA media, Mm kind of led by that group with Nate Duncan. You got Danny LaRue and then they had Dan Feldman. They put out kind of their list of who they would vote in. Yeah. In the West, Nate Duncan had Sabonis as a wild card, which is insane to me. Um, but he, he put him in, I guess, just made it a wild card. Danny, you ain't watching. Danny did not have Demonis Sabonis in his and Dan Feldman did not have Demonis Sabonis in his. I just think that's outrageous. And they put you ain't watching. Kawhi Leonard and Paul Georgian. And it's, these are two guys with injuries this season. Yeah. To me, if it's close, like Sabonis is an all-star. Correct. And if you are compiling a list and you cover the NBA and you make your all-star team and Sabonis is not on your list, then you should actually stop covering basketball because Ooh. you know you don't know what you're doing. Like this is a has nothing Give to do with being license. a Kings fan. It's not even a Kings homer take. Sabonis has clearly been playing at an all NBA level yes, this year. Clearly. Just by that. He should be in the game. Yeah. And so, like, to, to even come up with a list, and it's not, I'm not going to get too worked up about it, even though I just sound like I did, because the reality is the coaches select the reserves, and these coaches will vote him in. The one thing, though, that's weird with coaches, you know, I don't know how many coaches in the NBA are getting the, this and filling it out themselves. Are they passing it to their assistants? You've heard this stuff before. Wait. like. My favorite thing about Deuce is when these uh, GM surveys come out oh, yeah. or anything that has to do with, like, these people, execs and coaches. Having what do you mean by these people? These people, the coaches and execs. Oh, have, got it. Have to actually, like, make a vote or make an opinion on these things. Deuce's, in Deuce's opinion, they're always just passing it along to the next person right underneath them that runs and gets their coffee and says, fill this out for me, bud. Specifically with a GM survey, like who is the fastest player in the league? You think Danny Ainge is going, yeah, let me fill this out for NBA.com. Like he doesn't care. He's going to give it to some, (laughs) some guys. Hey, you want to fill this out? I don't know how many coaches fill out theirs and maybe they do. And either way, Sabonis will be in the game because they know what this guy has been able to do this year. He is playing the best basketball of his career, more efficient than ever. It's the 2020 games. It's the triple doubles. It's impacting winning. And uh, for any person that covers the NBA to not have him on their team is embarrassing. I mean, it's one thing to be, there's people that go, he should be starting over Mm -hmm. Zion. In fact, here's Charles Barkley last night saying, Zion missed too many games. I hope uh, he doesn't take this the wrong way, but uh, like I say, he's missed too many games, in my opinion. I would have went with Sabonis or Markkinen. Just my That's just my personal pre- preference, because I, I don't think you can miss 20 games in the first half of the season. I just don't think that's fair. Yeah, and he mentioned Sabonis. He said he would have gotten Sabonis or maybe Markkinen. And, yeah, I mean... I, I said this before. I don't really get caught up in the starting thing as long as you make the team, and I think Sabonis makes the team. And I also think it's fun. 
to just talk about every season. But you know what's made it even more fun to talk about this season? That the Sacramento Kings are even good enough to be recognized, that they have individuals good enough to be recognized. Like, I thought it was funny whenever we'd push these all-star pushes, um, you know, in the last couple of years, and it was like, let's keep pushing these guys. And it's like, why? They're not winning, and there's not anyone that's taking over or showing an elite skill set, right? That's that's, um, showing that it can really make an impact on a game. And this year, more than ever, it's so valuable what some of these players, Domas Sabonis, De'Aaron Fox, are doing not only for their team, but for the NBA. And I am so glad that we get to push that. And I hope that we get to push Kevin Herter um, to be in that three-point competition. Yeah, and I think some people view this whole thing as like, hey, you just have the best players, and Kawhi and Paul George, they're the best of the best, and Sabonis is not better than those guys. I'm like, well, no, the All-Stars are about this year. What have you done this specific year? The other thing you were talking about was Kevin Herter, in the three-point contest. You see the video that the Kings put out yesterday? That was dope. That was real, right? Do you think that he hit all those shots in that order in one take? So, I see. You think it was edited? I know Do it you was know? edited. Yes. Yeah. Actually, Kevin Herter was on this morning with Dave and Jason, and oh. they asked him about it, and he said, I did hit all those shots, but it wasn't all in one shot. It was cleverly edited, but it looked cool. I mean, the fact that he hit all those shots is pretty impressive. He, he was there for seven hours. Deuce could have hit all those <laughs> Can shots. Can you imagine? Yeah. He's like, he's like I, I don't even want to be in the contest anymore. We've been here since 10 a.m. It's 7 o'clock Kev- at night. Kevin Herter's on the inactive list tomorrow for the Sacramento Kings because his arms are, like, falling off because he's so tired from shooting <laughs> yeah, so yeah. many basketballs. Oh, God. If Kevin Herter against Minnesota goes, like, 1 for 14, Blaming. it's going to be because of a 12-hour shoot he did with the Kings. <laughs> To do a campaign for his three-point shootout. Uh, the other thing, honestly, we talk about Kevin Herter. Keegan Murray should be in the three-point shootout, too. Ooh. Anyway, we got a lot to go over. we got a jam-packed show. One o'clock is the Kings Roundtable with Frankie, Chris, Deuce, and Mo. It is Deuce and Mo. It's a Friday on Sacktown Sports. It's a Friday. It's a big weekend. The 49ers are in Philly to take on the Eagles. How will Brock Purdy look? The Kings hit a seven-game road trip starting tomorrow night against the Minnesota T-Wolves. And in San Antonio, Texas, you've got the Royal Rumble. I can't wait. It's Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan. we got a Kings roundtable coming up at 1 p.m. Morgan Reagan. Yeah. What event are you looking forward to most this weekend? Is it how you're going to say NFC Championship game? No. Hold on. Don't we have some breaking news? What? What? We have breaking news at this hour? Oh, we do. In the YouTube chat, we have reached 212 thumbs up. What's that mean? Maybe it's a fire. Come on, make thumbs go up. Make them go up, up, up. Hey, that's not bad. Chris, great wow. job. Chris, how did you do that so quick? I'm good. God, you're so that good. was the 200 God, thumbs up good. celebration. I, I can't imagine what he has for 300. If you ever feel like 300 thumbs, you can hit the thumb, the button right there. Don't. Oh, is that that, the same, do wait, that's the same song? Yeah. yeah you so can't that's do right. the same song. Well, that's why I'm saying you can't do that. I'll think of a 300. He already has a 300 thumbs up thing. So. I think we'll need like a smoke machine and like 
Well, I like do have. Honestly, you know what we should start doing? I have confetti doing? guns. We should start doing is we should be treating the show more like the Royal Rumble, where every day at noon or 11, when the show starts, it's going to say noon, but we start at 11, believe there it or not. You, yeah. We, we, have in, we have like intros. Like I'm not saying we need pyro. Because that we can't have do pyro. Is that illegal? But a smoke machine or a fog machine would be pretty epic. Like, could, could you imagine? It's like, wait, do they have people? Um, do, would could do we have a vacuum here? Uh, I'm so- I, because I've I have a whole bunch of confetti guns that I keep wanting to use. We do have confetti guns, and and like I don't want them to go expired. Wait, they can expire. They, they expire? Like what happens if when they, they go? Expire? Oh, you don't want to know. That's when it's a fire hazard. Things get wild when confetti guns go bad maybe a beam maybe a beam we need yeah no a beam's great that's already taken on top of the golden one center so like our confetti gun works but could we do you think like would we get in trouble i mean i don't think the people after us would like it okay well the the people after us would not like it because it's not it's it would be dirty but morgan we're like a weekend we're there's no chance they fire us a weekend well you know what i mean like we surprised we we probably have a month of doing whatever we want Deuce, we got the fired noise. the first time for no reason. So. I, I know, I know, I know. But I think this time around, we're good for the first month. After, okay. that, that's when the honeymoon wears off. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. when the boss are going to start, you guys should do more of this. Hey, how about the cheese at the top of the hour? No, you, they're in, not going to do that. Coming up in 10 minutes, we give you three reasons why the NFC South could be a problem for the Niners. No, that's dear God, no. No, 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 no. That that's so you? old school. Ah! That, that hooked you, though. No, it didn't. It didn't hook you? No, it made me want to throw up. Uh, Morgan, will you be dropping confetti? Guns on Sunday afternoon. Um, I'm hoping to do <laughs> I, so. I was trying to get you with some sort of prediction. Oh, I want to. I want to. I hope so, but we'll have to see. I think the biggest uh, factor is the crowd in Philly. It's going to be loud. Kyle Shanahan says, yeah, it's we're prepared for it, man. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll do the same thing we did that week. I mean, that was huge just because that was our first game really all year that it was that important. And it was, Brock kind of had experience with it. And um, so it was great to have that, especially with us going to Philly. I remember us talking about that that week that we needed that. Um, we needed that rep in case we ended up in the NFC Championship at Philly. And we got that. And I'm very fortunate that we did. And I feel we're good to go. He knows what to expect. He knows how we do it. And um, we'll give him reps at it all week. But... He got it ready on just a Wednesday when he played Thursday, so it won't be an issue this week. Yeah, he, he feels confident about it. He, you know, they dealt with it in Seattle. That was they played two road games during this Brock Purdy era, so to speak. But yeah. one of them was in Vegas. It was like a home game. So yeah, this crowd's obviously going to be a factor. It's going to be loud. It's going to be really loud on Saturday night. Why? The Royal Rumble Championship. I need to know. Sports. Entertainers. Yes, it is. Sports entertainers. Uh, here's my question. I know, like, it's nerdy to be a wrestling fan, but there's always people out there who That's are fine. still wrestling fans. Yeah. I think everyone, even if you're not a wrestling fan or used to be one, there's something about the Royal Rumble, right? Like, it it, it feels special. It's usually like someone saying, like, oh, they're still there? They're still, they're still there? Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. This is going to be an epic Royal Rumble. It's, well, not only, well, okay. Let's be honest. I'm a cash, right? There's times, there's certain years where I get more and more into it. I was following AEW really straight up close for a good couple of years. I've fallen off now, right? And even with WWE, I started following when Vince went bye-bye, and then it became Triple H, and now there's still so much drama and succession. I need to stop you because Allison in the chat just said something. What? 
I've, <gasps> I've never heard of the Royal Rumble. Let me picture. Let me sell it to you right yeah, now. Yeah, paint her a picture. Let's go. Over the top. You got thirty entrants. Every minute and a half, you never know who's coming out. It starts with one person in the ring. Oh, who's coming out next? Oh my God, it's this wrestler. He comes in. They have to try to throw each other over the top rope, and if both feet touch the ground, you're eliminated. And the last person standing wins the Royal Rumble with a chance to win the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Um, One thing, though, for the super cashes or people who just need to dumb it down even more, I know when you think wrestling, you think about pinning someone down, you go, one, two, three, no. But like Deuce said, it's throwing them yes. over the top rope is the only way to eliminate someone, and their two feet have to obviously touch the bottom. So, Ground. L- do you have any surprise entrances? Oh, you know, every year there's a surprise. I got some too. I got, I got. Well, Chris, can we, can we get some help on this too? Because um, I have my surprise entrant, entrance, entrance. But I would like you to help me out. Oh, smile. stop! It. Oh, what the rock? Oh, I would have chills. Tell me, Dwayne, The Rock Johnson is... He's trying to swerve all of us? Oh, I don't think I can make it. Honestly, please, please make I, this happen. Am I doing the I brow? Finally. Nailed it. The Rock <laughs> has come back to the... Well, he'd have to win it if he was a surprise. He'd have to win it. Yeah. Right? It would be st- well, you would think Unless he'd have he got to win screwed it. over. By his own cousin? Nephew? Usos? Family members? Family members? Yeah, yeah, whatever sure, sure. they are. Uh, you you went you came out of the gate strong Yeah. Your prediction. Chris, do you have a, a surprise? Oh, who's my surprise? Do you yeah. have one? I do. Um You don't want to share it or I, I, I do, but unfortunately I don't think anyone's really gonna recognize this, but if this happens, okay. I'm okay. super excited. Jay White, oh, the, the inter- Switchblade. The internet wrestling community Makes his debut at Royal Rumble. Oh, my God. Jay White's here. Can you believe it? <laughs> Such a nerd. Wrestling, what? Wrestling nerd. Reddit oh. loves it. Yeah. They're so happy. That's how I know I'm a cash because I'm like, who? I actually have three. <laughs> what? No. No, no. I have three. I don't know how much time we have. Not enough. Uh, My first one. Actually, just play it. Just play. I'll be ready. Oh my god! The Texas Rattlesnake is here! Can you believe it? It's Stone Cold! It's Stone Cold! I think Austin's back. He did it at WrestleMania against Kevin Owens! And he's showing up because he knows this WrestleMania is bigger than ever. It's in Los Angeles. I think you are going to get the rumored Austin Rock stare down at the Royal Rumble. Are they teasing it? I don't know. I think this is going to be a big... Royal Rumble. Actually, you want to know my worst fear about this Rumble? Yeah, what? I will say that that's not a bad guess. Because when was the last time the Royal Rumble was in San Antonio? Long time. 1997. Ooh, and he won it. Stone Cold won in San Antonio. Really? Okay. And that's That's the bottom line. That's not going to happen, though, right? Like, my pick over his would most likely happen, right? (sighs) Okay. The one thing I don't want to happen, and what? I know we, we have to, we, we got a break. We got King's Roundtable coming up. Whatever. Yeah, keep going. 
Is there a part of you that because of how succession-like WWE is right now with Are Vince, you? he was gone, now he's back. <laughs> what would you do if it was like three, two, one year? No chance. That's what you got. And Vince McMahon showed up at the Royal Rumble. Well, I saw him at WrestleMania. And? He did not look good. Oh, he did not. Okay. <laughs> but he's a guy who's going to live forever. <laughs> yeah. He, see, he kind of looks like he's the type of guy that's going to He comes out and tears all the his supplements quads again. That he takes, um, yeah. No, I wouldn't like that at all. I Well, I would like it for the drama. I, that would be epic drama. But at the same time. You love drama. I yes. do. and But I wouldn't like that. All right, those are some Royal Rumble predictions for surprises. Oh, Coming up next, we've got welcome. a King's Roundtable, the first one ever on Deuce and Mo. We welcome in Frankie Cardicelli and Chris Watkins. Talk some King's basketball. That's straight ahead here on Sacktown Sports. Live and local. It's Deuce and Mo. Watch the show now on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Or listen for free on the Sacktown Sports app. Yeah, I know you guys like driving around listening on the radio, and that is great. But even for you old people out there, we love you. No, we love the old people. That's not a shot, Morgan. Is that offensive? Um, There's some people older than us, and that's okay. For the old people, I challenge you to, there's a site, um, it's called YouTube. And it's because there's video on demand there. So you go to youtube.com slash Jackdown Sports 1140 and join the show live. You could chat with us too, like a lot of people are in the chat right now, hitting the thumbs up button. And people are excited because we got the first ever Kings Roundtable here on Deuce and Mo. Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan. And what did you call Frankie? Frankie. Uh, okay. It got, it, got hit back. It, Chris. it got back to Frankie. Hit it, Chris. I this. Hit it, Chris. Frankie Cascarelli. <sighs> And I've said it five other times. No disrespect to your name. And I've said it so confidently. And now I just feel like I have to call you Frankie Cascarelli. Oh. No, you're, you're here in 1140 now. Nick Cattles refuses to say my last name. Yeah. Refuses. Are you serious? What? He, he will not oh, say it. God. He tells me I need to change it on Twitter. You know, no. I, got, I got some family that may or may not be connected. Well, I'm, I'm Italian, right. so they, they might have to come and say hello. Cardicelli. Oh, yeah. it's, Cardice- li- it's not a hard Cardice- name. No, it's not Cardicelli hard. is not hard at all, but in my mind when I was like, wait, Frankie, and I wasn't looking at it, mm. so I'm like, Just a bunch of letters Relli. and stuff. Well, I know Relly. It's a C. Relly. It's Italian. A C. The C. That's probably what yeah. kind of throws you. Coscarelli. There's the random C in the middle, and I know that, that might throw people off, but we talked about it. It's, it's yeah. the way that it's spelled. But Cardiskelly, I get that a lot. But, I mean, Cascarelli's a new one. Cascarelli is a, a new one, one for you. sure. Thank you. So, Frankie covers the Kings here for Sacktown Sports. And, of course, you got Chris Watkins, who is the host of Kings Weekly Saturdays at 11 on Sacktown Sports. You can watch yeah. that on YouTube. So, we figured we got to have a Kings roundtable, right? Oh, yeah. This is the best roundtable we have. Yeah. 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 This works. Like, this works. In terms of the actual table. For right so. now. Yeah. This is the first time around. I have, like, some really bad lighting on Frankie right now. And I'm, I am just apologize. It's okay. Apologize to your family, your family name, everything. It's all right. It's all right. They, they will forgive. They okay. will forgive you. We, I forgive you. And just to be clear, <laughs> although it looks like Frankie is somewhere else, he is in the room with us yes. on the double yeah. shot. So, I, the Kings are getting ready to embark on a seven-game road trip. We're going to big picture stuff with the Kings, talk about some some all-star stuff as well. Both of these guys will be at All-Star Weekend in Salt Lake City covering all the festivities as the Kings are probably going to send a few people there. Not only in the All-Star game, maybe Herder in the three-point contest. Keegan's going to be out there for the Rising Stars, I assume. So there's a lot to go over. Uh, first of all, 5-2 and two is what I'm saying would be 
I think it's possible for this road trip, a seven-game road trip starting tomorrow night. You got Minnesota twice. You got the Pacers, the Spurs, Houston twice, and then who am I missing? Pacers. Did you say they Pacers? say Pacers, Spurs, Pelicans. Pelicans, Pelicans. are in there too. Pelis. I mean, I don't think it's ridiculous to say, where, where are you guys at with, with this seven-game road trip, Chris? I'll start with you. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Like, five and two feels like, you know, if things go perfectly well, if I just look at the schedule, it feels like a split in Minnesota is probable. Just Minnesota's given us headaches throughout the years. They still have some talent. They're kind of putting things together now that they've had, uh, had to play without Cat for a while. Uh, and then, you know, it's relatively easy road trip if you want to call Ooh, it that I Morgan mean, hates I know, when people hates. say that she quote, unquote, quote unquote I don't even really so love saying the five and two that's just kind of like what if you look on paper that feels like it's what should happen four and three is like I can live with and then anything below there is kind of where the yeah. the disappointment sets no in. I agree I agree I think four and three is where I that's my base like that's the bottom line yeah. I, I need four and three five and two ask a rally and yeah. I huh yeah by the way my family is texting me they say oh, they, dear god. they say they forgive you oh dear god okay my okay, mom oh, and sister, they say they, they forgive you. And, so. you know, I, I appreciate what? your family being, like, nice. That, that's <laughs> Okay, dude. But they should not accept that. And, honestly, they should have a problem with Nick Cattles refusing to say your last yeah. name, too. You know, like, we'll figure it out. It's Wait. not that hard. <laughs> it's <laughs> not that hard. We'll figure it it's out the Italian hard. way. I've been spelling we'll it, sort it, it for, like, three years yeah. now. It's not that hard. I'll, I'll call my cousins, and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure we'll it out. We'll have a little... Rough them up a little bit, huh? Yeah. Have a little chat, huh? Take them out back, you know? I need four and three. I mean, I think yesterday we talked about yeah. on our podcast that five and two is like the goal. Right. But I don't know if we can sit here and just expect that to happen. I mean, basketball is, is, is a crapshoot every night. You don't know what you're going to get. But playing Houston twice, I, I need both of those. I mean, to feel really good. Yeah. Minnesota, I just feel like the Kings have struggled in Minnesota historically, and yeah. I, a split would be great. But then you see the Pacers who are kind of reeling without Tyrese Halliburton. I'm not sure if he'll be back in time for that. It seems like he won't be. But uh, they needed to take care of business, and the well, Kings he, have been on the road. He didn't play in that last game against he did the Kings, not. did he? No. I didn't. Tyrese, oh, he played. No, he did. He did. He, oh, Deuce, I, Deuce yeah. is was, throwing uh, shade. No. This is Deuce I, throwing I, I, shade. He was questionable. He no, was questionable. I, I did not I remember him being in the game. You're an awful human I, being. Awful. What You're awful. It was an honest mistake, you guys. You guys are acting like I'm Yes, yeah, so we can all shake our heads here. Thank you. Thank you. And Frankie... Just to be frank, I'm with you. I don't know why I'm going to throw out stupid yeah, puns. Yeah, um, yeah it's okay. Okay, there I hate myself. I know. Blah, blah, whatever. <laughs> Get them all the way. Um, but truly, I'm with you on the four and three train because I, I, I think when you factor in everything, not only of where they struggle in some matchups when it comes to Minnesota or even just you're factoring in life and on a seven-game right. road trip and things happen. You're not always going to play. The life factor for sure. The right. life factor, yeah. right? And truly, though, when you do look at a long road trip and just the challenges that come within that, five and two is just super optimistic. I could say five and two if this team has proved to me all season long consistently if they're beating the Raptors, if they're beating the Sixers without their guys, then I'm feeling like, yeah, it better be 5-2 and two against these teams. Yeah, I mean, that's the set they need to take. And I was saying with you yesterday too, Chris, that they've been good on the road this season. I think that's a big reason why they are where they are in the standings right now. They're 11-9 and nine on the road, I think, which is, I think they won 14 road games last year total. So if they can continue to take care of business in that regard, yeah, they're going to be in a good spot. And I think if they go 4-3, and three, they come home nine games over. If yeah, they go five and two, they come home 10 games over. So that'd be huge. I mean, that 10 games over 500 mark, that's a pretty good spot to be in as we get close to the break. And uh, I, I'm at a point now where I just, I think that I'm moving on from the playing aspirations. I, I, I'd like mm. them to stay top six. Give me the top six. To do that. They have to, they have to win at home. First of all, that's yes. yeah. the discussion, yeah. but 
winning on the road, I mean, that's a that's a good problem to have if you're winning you know a lot of your games on the road. Right. Well, appreciate everyone watching us live right now. YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Those listening on 1140 AM 96.1-2 and the Sacktown Sports app. You can get free in the App Store. One thing that people are mentioning on the YouTube feed, they're a little unhappy with the jersey in the, the jerseys in the background Oof. of Frankie. And I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest. Don't look at that wall. Three it's a, it's, the jersey selection in this yeah. In this studio needs to be updated. It's cool that there's jerseys, but, you know, with Sacramento over the years, it's changed quite a bit. Right now, I'm looking at, there's a Tyrese Halliburton City Edition, a Rashawn Holmes jersey, De'Aaron Fox, and then behind Frankie, not one, but two Two Marvin Bagley jerseys. We got to update that. I got to be honest, it's one of my first priorities here. We got to get that update. I don't care about anything else with the show. We got to fix that. Yeah, no, anything (laughs) else with the show, it just doesn't matter. And literally, though, the first day that we came in here was like the Friday before because we wanted to get a camera shot, just deal with a few things with Chris Verlaud. And I don't know if you know, we. You've rearranged the where the jersey. We're like, no, yeah. we're gonna have Holmes and Fox behind yeah. us. If anything, what yeah. was behind you originally? Bagley and Holmes and Halliburton. Yeah. Bagley and Halliburton was gonna be in yeah. our main shot. Yeah, that's tough for the YouTube viewers. That's come tough. on now. That's tough. Come on now. We also appreciate the questions uh, coming in on the YouTube page. This one from Triple J Sharf. If you were in a position of influence with uh, the Kings GM or Mike Brown, what would be your pitch to them to? To address the Kings' needs uh, in the upcoming trade deadline, if you're close with them, you're like, "Hey, yeah. hey Monty, your pal, dude, your pal, you're my you're guy, my guy, man. Monty. I gotta, let's, I'm gonna keep it real yeah. with you." I mean, <laughs> if I had the influence, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh man, Ooh, oh, I don't no. think we want oh, that. No, no, I know, I, I, I want, I want no, this. Come on, Kings roundtable. I want to hear it. I would like to see them try and get that third star, and whether Whoa. that is a third star that is, you know, how are they going to the, do that? I don't know. They have but to that, trade one name. They, they would one definitely name have to out. get rid of Harrison. They yep. would have to. I'm sorry. I know. Do not say the I'm other so, name you're going to say. If you say Keegan Murray. Not if they, they include draft capital. Wait, how dare you even hesitate? Don't you dare put his name <laughs> close guys, to that. Chris is, Chris is pretty scorched earth. Like yeah, he, he's not, he does not play <laughs> favorites with me. No, that's okay, fine. Yeah, and not. that's fine. So you're, you're saying healthy. you want to go after a third. Do you have a, a name I in don't mind? Ha- no, I don't have a name in mind. But, you know, there is like, you know, I don't think I would consider OG and Anubi like a star. And I don't think that necessarily at this trade deadline any stars will be moved. But if, again, if, if I'm having the influence, I'm going to try and – Get them that third piece that takes them from this uh, six to three range that we're talking about and realistically puts them in a, you know, not definitely not title contenders, but at least in the conversation of like these guys for the next four or five years can build something that could win a title. Whereas right now, you know, it kind of feels like if if they stand pat, I think for the next two to three years, their projection is probably a team that is perennially in this yeah. three to six range. I don't think they're going to stand pat in, um, I don't think so over either. the next couple of years either, but I just don't know who that big name well, is. Yeah, that's that's, that's what I was going to ask too, because I go, I go, I think sometimes we look around the league and we go, there's got, you got to have your big three to win in this, in this league. And we've seen the, the, the epic collapses of these yes. big threes and how it tends just, to not end well. Yeah. Right. And it's like, okay, this guy, the personalities or just like the rest of the team, you didn't build well around it, the roster construction, whatever it may be. And when I look at the Kings, I go, and you talk about this third player that you want to be at that star caliber um, spot. 
are you wanting them to be like a score? I mean, you're, are you talking ball dominant? You know, you have yeah. to you have to factor in those things with Darren, with sure. Sabonis being the uh, the passing big that he is. And I sure. always question like what that really means, right? And I think if you were to add that third star into this current constructed roster, they would have to fit in the system they play. I mean, mm. you really can't have a ball dominant guy on this team right now. I mean, it's it's. The, the offense is is heavily ran through Sabonis. It's a lot of movement. It's a lot of cutting, a lot of passing and and shooting. And it's you know not a lot of dribbling in in the most ideal fashion. So, um, you know it, it's that also kind of plays into who that person is because you know if you bring in uh whatever a Paul George of the world, that person's going to want to have the ball in their hands quite a bit. And I think that's actually something that people don't talk a lot about with De'Aaron and Domas, both incredibly unselfish, yes. almost to the point where I think. They both think that the other guy is the guy. Um, and that's really, really rare to find, just like you were saying. Like, these these guys, these big threes always, always end up souring at some point. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a really delicate balance that this team has to build with in the future. Could you make a case that the third guy might be here even though he is not to that point yet? And that's Keegan, Keegan Murray. Right. You know what I mean? And I, I think that's I, what the, the current plan is. I, I just think. We're we're all so eager to like all right now now they're in this spot like let's really push for it and let let's really try to make some noise. I mean the way Keegan's showing growth and you're yeah. seeing some legit signs of oh he responds to coaching and oh he is clearly getting better the shooting the size I'm like next year he could be that third guy that they need yeah. or the next couple of years I don't know absolutely I mean what we've seen from Keegan the past five six games maybe even the whole month of January really and even back further to December I keep kind of pushing back the goalposts but. Uh, rookie of the month in December, January, I think it's lining up to be that way as well. And he's done it in a different way. Like, he's not just hitting threes. He's rebounding the basketball. Mike Brown said he wants Keegan Murray to rebound the basketball like he did in college. And yeah. he's done that. I mean, he had three games with, uh, I think, nine or more rebounds over the past four or five. So uh, being able to kind of expand your game in that way. And going to the rim is also a part of his game that has needed to be developed. Oof. And he's been doing it lately. Yeah. I mean, last game, I think you and I looked at each other when he went in traffic, yep. uh, left hand. Drew and one. Drew and one. Yeah. Like, I was like, whoa. Who is this guy? <laughs> you, you kind of forget how athletic he is because I don't know about you guys, but I got to see him in college. We got to watch him in Iowa and I would see him play and just saw this guy who was so athletic and he was the guy with Iowa sure. And he comes here and he's kind of that fourth, fifth option. But Maybe it's time for him to kind of spread his wings a little bit. Be that third option. So now, being that third option, Deuce and I have gone back and forth on this a little bit. Deuce will say things like, I really want this team to find more and more shots for Keegan Murray. And then I'll push back and go, I want Keegan Murray to find his own shots. So I know we have to break, but when we come back, we got to get to that. Yeah, let's do that. Kings Roundtable rolls on. Deuce, Mo, Chris, and Frankie straight ahead on Sackdown Sports. and local. It's Deuce and Mo. Watch the show now on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Or listen for free on the Sacktown Sports app. Go download that app. All right, take us on the go. If you're driving around and you just get out of your car and you just go on with your day, you be like me and have something you're listening to at all times because you can't live with your own thoughts. Uh, so you have to listen to other shows and podcasts. All day long. Bad for you your mental health, but you should do it too. Oh, it's, it's great because you don't address any of your problems. You just kind of focus on Good. sports and 
Things that don't really matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. deflect. I'm sure therapists all around the world love that. Oh, yeah. My therapist said just listen to more sports conversation. Okay. So download the Sacktown Sports app or you can catch us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Hit the thumbs up button. Subscribe to this channel because we've got live content literally all day from 6 in the morning to 6 at night with Kings games. It's even more than that. And you can't forget about Saturdays. Kings <laughs> Weekly, 11 a.m. on Sacktown Sports. Hosted by Chris Watkins, who's in studio with us. We got Frankie Cardicella in the building. Of course, Morgan Reagan, Deuce and Moe. The new show on Sacktown Sports. Doing a little Kings roundtable. We are. And I want to get back to yeah. what we were going off of on um, that last segment. And we were talking about Keegan Murray. And I was uh, talking about how with Deuce, you know, he wants the team to find more ways to get Keegan Murray um, a shot on offense or, you know, to be that third scorer. And I'm thinking sometimes, hey, it's also Keegan Murray that needs to find ways to get his own shot and be more aggressive. Where do you guys stand on that? I mean, yeah, putting the ball on the floor, that's something that I think needs to be I – mean, he needs to improve in that regard. I mean, a lot of guys in the NBA have to put the ball on the floor and be effective, right? But – He's kind of had a, a tough time with that to this point, but that doesn't mean he should really stop. I mean, the Kings are in a position right now where um, they need more scores right now, especially with the second unit struggling. So now it's kind of a time for some of the other guys to emerge. And if he's going to be someone that's going to break through and be that third, fourth option, well, third option, obviously he's the fourth right now, but uh, he's got to be able to put the ball on the floor. And I know that's a big thing that you point out, Chris, yeah. a lot. That's something that you and I have talked about. Brendan Nunez of uh, Kings Pulse talks about a lot. He needs to put the ball on the floor to be truly effective, but... Uh, I'd love to see more of him right now, yeah. especially because with Malik Monk going through what he's going through, uh, it, it's 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 really – you can't rely on Trey Lyles to keep this hot streak going as well as he's played, but Keegan's the guy right now. He's the guy of the future. Let's see more from him right now. And you're seeing the improvement too, even putting the ball on the floor. It's got to get better, but I'm even looking at how he's getting a shot. Before, it was like, oh, he's you know a lot of catch and shoot because he's wide open. But, man, there's dribble handoffs now. Mm. He's coming off screens. He's moving without the ball to get a shot. Mm-hmm. And he's getting that shot off quick. Yeah. It looks nice. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, the past two weeks have been, like, the most development that I've seen from Key, or, like, where I see the development yeah. coming through for him. Because, like, like Frank mentioned, like, coming into the pros, I had a lot of concerns about everything else besides the shooting. I knew that the shooting was at an NBA level. He shot, like, 43% off catch and shoots in college, something crazy like that. Um, and so I knew that he would be able to come off screen, shoot the ball with his feet set, no dribbles. It's like I said, everything else, the attacking the rim. Does he have, I've never seen him take a Euro step before. Just things like that. Kind of just the development of his game, uh, that I hadn't seen. But then like Frank mentioned the other night, he, he drives the lane, gets the end one. I've seen a lot more of him coming off the screen. Someone's closing out. He'll take that dribble in and take a mid-range jump shot yeah. instead. That's just not something we We saw it a little bit, if I remember, in Summer League. Uh, but since Summer League, we really haven't seen a lot of uh, that kind of development from Keegan. It's just been a lot of coming off Domas. And, and I mean, he's been great at it for sure. But it's, it's you know, when you're pick number four in the NBA draft, like there's a certain level of expectation that comes with that pick. And, you know, you kind of need to be able to do more than just shoot the ball, which is something Mike Brown has been constantly in his ear about rebounding. And we've seen him do better yeah. off weak side defense. He's been drawing charges, leads the team in blocks is something I always point at. Uh, you know, he, he does little things here and there. It's just about what else can he do, you know, at at a sustainable yes. NBA level. And, and, you know, Chris brings up just 
changing things up a little bit. You brought up even the Euro step. We don't right. we really see that from him. And I think something that we saw, whether it was summer league or in the preseason, we saw Keegan Murray show his athleticism in a different way. And we talked to a former professional player over the summer who was talking about how people don't identify Keegan Murray as athletic because it's it's like a slowed down version of athleticism when he does go to the basket. But really, to be able to control your body the way he does when he is there in the paint, that shows um, a different yeah. side of his athleticism. So he's capable of doing that and has those fundamentals. It's just like you're saying, where and when is he going to show it off a little bit more? And I yeah. think you're right. In this last month, we've seen his growth, his development kind of shine through with the way that he's going to the basket with authority and just really staying squared up and not fading away from the contact when he's going up to the basket. You know, the trade deadline's less than two weeks away. Oh, I, I just found that out like two days ago, and yes. I was shocked. Surprise. It's coming. I could not believe it. It's one of my favorite days of the year yeah. because usually we do a live stream, but we're going to be on live right. for the trade. The trade deadline's at noon. Our show starts at 11, Whoa. and you know how we do it. We're, it's going to be hectic, yeah. hopefully. And we talked to Sam Amick earlier this week, and he's acting like this. there could be a lot of fireworks that week. I mean, I mean who's... That's the thing I was like talking with you about too, Chris. Is like, mm-hmm. who, who's in and out right now? Who are the teams that are going to be selling? Like, I want to know what yeah. you guys think. Who do you expect to be a seller? I mean, oh. right now I kind of look down the list. Like, the Bulls have had their issues. Again, the Caruso report. That's crazy. The two first. I don't know who would want to give up two first round picks for Alex for Caruso. Caruso. And I'm not a. I'm not. I like Alex <laughs> Caruso. Don't get me wrong, but two first round picks. I mean, what are we doing? But down the list in the West. I mean, everybody in the West seems to be in right now, except for San Antonio and Houston, really. So. The West is going to be very interesting. The East, again, I mean, the Bulls, the Raptors have talked about blowing it up. Uh, I'm just not sure. I'm just wondering who's out there. Wait, as we as we talk about, too, who's out there, I know you guys have probably talked about this. We've talked about it. But Rui Hachimura going to the Lakers for, what, Kendrick Nunn and two, two uh, seconds. Yeah. yeah, two seconds. I felt like, personally, that wasn't enough. Are, do you think we're going to see a lot more of those type of things at the trade deadline or because we talked to Sam Amick and he said fireworks that to me like isn't fireworks really getting moved I'm like wait wait other people could have given up that much or what what was the relationship with the GMs I don't know well, we, we, let's save that. We got to break. We're going to come back, talk oh, more NBA trade deadline stuff. I'm stupid. Bra- I ah! hate breaks. Stop giving us commercials. Yeah. Good thing oh. we stay alive on the YouTube page all Ooh. the time, all three hours. YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. We'll continue this on a, in a few minutes right here on Sacktown Sports. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo on Town Sports. I don't know what is happening in our headsets right now, but it sounds weird. The but aliens made contact. What's playing? Does it sound weird to you guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. Okay. Mine sounds weird. Take, a, take your headphones out. Just right, yeah, use mine. I'm not, not going to. That's fine. I don't need, okay. I don't need headphones <laughs> anyway. Oh. Deuce Mason, Morgan <laughs> Reagan, Deuce right. and Mo. We are live until 2 p.m. That's when Cal's and Rami take over. Live and local from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. Our debut week. It's felt good. It's, it feels really good now that we're doing a little Kings Roundtable, too. Yes. With Frankie Cardicelli and Chris Watkins. Uh, during the break, you guys were having some argument about <laughs> Lowry Markinen. Conversation. I don't even know why we talk. Markinen's not getting moved. If you're the Utah Jazz, you why? That's what not, I said. That's how it started. I, I, let me say, 
that's between them two. Morgan and Chris. <laughs> between them two. But, but I will say the only re- way I can see Laurie Marketing getting moved is if Danny Ainge is just like, let's swing another move to get four first round picks just to collect them all. I just and maybe that moves out there. I just look at it like the guy makes seventeen million a year. Right. He's twenty five years old. He's going to likely be an all star this year. Might start. Yes. If Blue Zion can play. Mean, he, yeah. I, I would keep that guy. You're trying to build something yeah. and, and you are they are they trying to build something? Well that's think, my that's well, the only that's that is the reason why I see them if they were to move him, that's why. It's, and at this point, they might have done too much damage. He personally might have done too much well, damage. Well, they're not going to get one too one many pick. games are, yeah. already. They did. I, I think that they're out of the Victor Wimbenyama yeah. sweepstakes. Well, but they have so many picks, though. They have so many picks to go make some moves. And, you know, those picks, they can land a big fish maybe. I don't know. You never know. Danny Ainge is so weird. Everyone yeah. gives him so much Aren't love they for some Collins? of these moves. Isn't it, they, they want Collins, don't they? John yeah. Collins? They've, yeah. yeah, they've, they've talked about John Collins. About I, I saw today that the Rockets may have some interest in John Collins. Why? Why does Atlanta want to – since the minute they signed him to that contract, they've been trying to get rid of him. I just Poor don't Collins. understand. Dude, and it's so weird, too, because I feel like uh, – I think it was the conversation that Kevin Herter had with Zach Lowe. Uh, and he was talking about Atlanta and talking about how John Collins is just the nicest human yeah. ever. And that, yeah. like, yeah. all the things that are being said about John Collins just aren't true and you can't believe everything, all this stuff. So – for John Collins, I'm not sure what it is, and maybe they're picking Trey Young over John Collins sort of situation. But either way, I'll take John Collins. Well, you, you I mean. But what do you what have do you to give, give up? up? I Thank think you. that's, like, Harrison's Nothing. always been the one that's been thrown But that in was last John. year. Last year, that was the biggest talk right. of the deadline, along with the, there was the Fox rumors that were going around. Like, a year ago today, those were the two biggest rumors. Is Fox getting traded? Because that was a, a narrative out there. Yes. Because the Fox Halliburton thing. And then... We had John Collins, and it was the, oh, Harrison Barnes in a first, you get it done. Yep. Didn't happen. Even in the offseason when John Collins was supposed to be rumored to come to the Kings or, and be a part of that deal with, with Herter, too, because there was like those reports of the Herter interest, deal breaks, just Herter. So, to me, that's dead. I don't I, think that's happening. I think that if John Collins was coming to Sacramento, it would have happened by now. Yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I mean, these two teams, you talked about the Kevin Herter deal. And it, it seems like the way they were wa- looking at John Collins when they were watching tape, they, Kevin Herter is the guy that jumped out to <laughs> him like, actually, this guy <laughs> yeah. might be the guy. Yeah. I, I Call me a coward, whatever you want. Yes. I'm cool with the Kings just doing a smaller move. I don't need yeah. something big. Someone in the YouTube chat, we appreciate everyone watching us on YouTube, dropping questions. I know this down from Joe Cooper who asked, what do you guys think of Matisse Thibel for a backup three? Uh, Daryl Morey was hanging out with Monty last week. They're old friends. Uh, what do you think they discussed? He asked. I don't know what they, they discussed, but Matisse Thibel is a name that I feel like Kings fans have mentioned for a long time. It's a guy that I feel like Doc Rivers is always mixed about using. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about Matisse Thibel? I mean, he's an elite defender. Like, we're talking all yeah. NBA yeah. defensive team, Matisse, first team, if I'm not mistaken, Matisse Thibel. So, so, I mean, the Kings are clearly a team in need of defense and length, especially at that three position. I think Matisse would be uh, a great addition for that. But there's also a reason why Philadelphia doesn't play him, and it's because his offense mm. is pretty terrible at times. And I think we see that, you know, the Kings have kind of been looking for that guy the past couple of years. Mo Harkless is somebody who's kind of in that mold. Casey Akpala this season. And they've tried to give those guys a lot of minutes. They've started those guys 40-plus games in the past two years. Um, like, th- th- that's a player model that they, I think, feel like they need. Um I don't necessarily think so, but I think he would. I think he would be a good bench piece. But like, yeah. if we're talking Matisse Thybul, 
getting 25, 30 minutes a night, I, that's kind of where I fall yeah, off. Yeah, I mean, it's going to come down to what the Sixers need. I mean, do the Sixers right. – the salaries work. I mean, I think for like a TD Thibel swap, I mean, they both make around $4 million in, in change. And by change, I mean hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but that's like the ideal scenario, I think, when you envision uh, Davion Mitchell, Matisse Thibel, backcourt coming off the bench, and then obviously you have Malik Monk in there as well. But you you have – clear defensive impact with those two guys on the floor. I don't know if maybe the Sixers get more from there. Maybe they want to keep him. I mean, he is on a team option this year. They picked it up, so he's an unrestricted free agent, I would imagine, Mm. next year. So maybe maybe he'll want to go somewhere else and they want to get something back for him. But I think, to me, the Kings have players that could work salary-wise. Alex Len and... Uh, TD would work, but and if, would, would they want that? If yeah. you look at Thibault's numbers, too, and you just look at his minutes played last year, he was averaging 25 and a half minutes per game compared to this year, which is half that, right? right? And so it's made a big difference even in his almost six points per game to now two and a half points right. per game because we talk about his offensive um, productivity. But at the same time, I know we 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 – when we talk about these teams like Philly, we go, he doesn't need to score. There's so many other guys that can't right. score, but you still need them to be that scoring threat. And I feel like there's been so many times in Sacramento where we're like, man, but he's a liability on that end, but he can't shoot the ball when De'Aaron drives and dishes. And that's where I, I get worried. And I love Matisse Thibel. Mm-hmm. So I would love that addition, obviously from a defensive standpoint. I'm sure Mike Brown would as well, but I'm always thinking about too where they're trying to get better with that third scoring piece or that dominant piece that they also need. Yeah, the other interesting thing that Frankie brought before the break was just all right, who who are the teams selling? Because right now it seems like there's so many more buyers and sellers. Even a team like Portland where like, hey, this could be fragile. You know, Dame dropped 60 the other night. It seems like they're like, no... We need to add at the deadline. I don't know how they're going to do it, but Dame's still there. They're paying him a lot of money. They like Jeremy Grant. They would love to give him an extension. So what teams are going to make moves? Utah, could they move Jordan Clarkson, Conley? I feel like that team, we we were talking about Utah a bit ago. I think that's more likely the the type of players that team would move, or those veteran pieces. Right. Yeah, it definitely feels like Utah is, is in that category. I wonder if, like, Washington would be a team yeah, that, yeah. you know, I don't know if they want to deal Porzingis. Not that I think Porzingis is the Charlotte. kind of guy that's in the Ooh. Kings market. Charlotte's Charlotte. been a team that Porzingis there's been a lot of rumors. Be, wouldn't Porzingis be perfect that's, here? That's a nice little third star. A little third Wait, star action. No. Hey. Hey. That'd be fine. Hey. I, I don't, I, I'm with you. I'm not a big KP guy. Same. Yeah. He's been good this year. I mean, there was block a year. some shots. Yeah, you, block some, some rim protection. The guy that I wanted got, to keep the draft this year was Chet Holmgren. Not only that, not only are we worrying about like his health. We're also talking about a guy. I remember when the when the Kings still had Marvin Bagley on the team. It was KP and Marvin Bagley, two of the worst defenders in the entire league. So yes, he's yes, but- found ways to be on the floor and to use his size a little bit more, protect the rim a little bit more. But you guys, you guys Us have too. have like your prisoner of the moment thing. How going many on games right now. has he played this year? How many? Are we guessing? Question. Yeah. Are we, are oh yeah. Guessing? Let's guess. Um, <laughs> we're at like with the midway point. Yeah. Probably like twenty-two. No, okay. I would guess. See, the fact that you're asking that makes me think that he's played more than what we would typically guess. I'm going to guess 40. He's played 41 games this year. Wow! Hey! I was yeah. going to go with like 33. 22 points. I'm going to Come on. Eight rebounds. Talk yes. about it. 
a block and a half. Come on. Shooting 46 per just under 47% and just under 35% Come from on. three. Imagine him with the spacing of this offense. So how do you do it? What you could do? I don't know. Well, that, that's the, the HB. I mean, HB is his salary is the yeah. only way that some of these big moves yeah. could work. And that's, that's a challenge. Like, everyone wants to keep Harrison Barnes. I like right. Harrison Barnes. I know Chris mm. has wanted to trade him since he got to Sacramento. I think yeah. Harrison Barnes <laughs> came to Sacramento. Chris is all right. Yeah. All right, let's go to the trade machine and find ways. But um, <laughs> were you happy when that happened? When they got him? When what happened? Were you happy with? Yes, him we traded Justin Jackson and Zach Randolph for <laughs> <laughs> Harrison Barnes, of course. Um, no, I. Um, it, that's a tough thing. If you want a bigger move, you would have to likely include someone like Harrison right. Barnes. And you know, I don't know if Porzingis. I don't even know what that would cost. No. Um, he has. He is under contract next year. He's got a player a option for thirty-six oh, million next. That's a lot of money. Oh, God. Next. And that's money. hoping okay. that hey, he's scared money don't healthy. make money. Okay. Scared yeah, that's a, money don't make that's no a good money. point. You, you subscribe to that theory. <laughs> that is my theory. That is true. But at the same time, um, I'm a little scared <laughs> when the money has to uh, – it, it, it has to do with health. And sure. obviously, he stayed on the floor this season. But we do, over the years, have talked about when healthy. Um, I think, too, there's always been my concern of, like – what kind of player is he when it comes to having the ball and yeah. needing the ball, right? And how does the offense look? And I think when he was with Dallas, it just shows that it's a whole different style of play, not because of him, but because of Luka. Yeah. All right, we have much more coming up. I am going to make you guys do closing time, too. You guys yes! know what topics. Okay. They're not even going to be teams-related topics, Let's either. Let's do it. We're hanging out. It's Deuce and Mo on a Friday. Chris Watkins, Frankie Cardicelli. we got so much more coming up on Sacktown Sports. and Mo on your local sports leader. Sacktown Sports. So good to be back on Sacktown Sports. Juice Mason, Morgan, Reagan. We are live, local, all day long on Sacktown Sports. Check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Been doing a little Kings Roundtable this hour with Morgan, with Chris Watkins, who you can hear tomorrow, 11 a.m.? Yep. 11 a.m. to noon. Okay, you Dude. gave me a shake like you weren't so sure about just, it. Just, you know, I still haven't prepped it yet. So we'll, we'll oh. I was going to, like, give you a nice little preview of, like, oh, yeah, coming up tomorrow, we'll talk about. You got the Kings. Yeah. Yeah. Kings. Talk yeah. about. It's Kings Minnesota, Weekly, so we're King. going to talk about the Kings. Dude, there was got... a while it was Vikings Weekly. And yeah. That was, oh. that was not as fun. Well, no, but think about it. You got, you got Monday's game. That yeah. was so fun. Got then the Monty extension. Monty, and then you have the ugly loss. The road trip. Right. Uh, and then you have the Probably road trip. Probably have to apologize to Keegan and Harrison. Yeah. Public apology good. for that. We so. recorded yesterday, so that's yes. always a good like oh, practice. Yeah. And then run. this is, you know, yeah, yeah. you guys are just yeah. giving me reps, right, good, you know. Good. You know so just, take, just jotting down. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I want to do this all the time. Like copying, so. like copying yeah. homework. Yes. You know? So join I've Chris. Never I've, done that. I've never done that. No, yeah. never. Chris will be on at 11 a.m. on Saturday, right here on Sackdown Sports. Frankie Cardicelli also here. Uh, I I know how Morgan's going to answer this. I'm not going to let her answer this. What? Because just because I know you'll know when I ask the question. This is from the chat. Boogie would not hurt any cap or future acquisitions, just a thought. Uh, I swear, every time we talk about the Kings' need for a big, it's like the the fallback for some fans is, Coach, DeMarcus Cousins is out there. Go get him. Where are you at with him? (laughs) Uh, I, too, have noticed that a lot of people have been uh, pushing for Boogie to make his return. 
Um, and he had a workout with the Lakers a few weeks back. Yes, he did. Yeah, nothing uh, came from it though. I don't I, nothing. Nope. Okay. I uh, I love Demarcus Cousins on the floor here in Sacramento. He was one of you know he was a bright spot for a team that was not very uh, didn't have a lot of bright times. Uh, it's he's he's not the one. He's he's not our guy right now. He, everything what what we need is not what he does. It would be a nice story on paper of him making his return. Kings were bad when he was here. He was dominant, needed pieces. Now they have all the pieces. He can come back, have a different role, and we can all ride into the sunset. But the reality of that situation is, uh, you know, I just don't think Demarcus personality wise would really. Uh, mesh with with this nice it, young core it'd be a good story i think that you said he was your favorite player back when we were I, I coming might, up i as, might have said that as, as teenagers times. no and, times. and, and i agree i mean we coming up through high school like driving down watching the kings demarcus cousins was really one of the only reasons to watch the kings for a matter of years and i think that kings fans and and i think myself too when i think about demarcus cousins and the kings you think about the good times the 30 20 games and how every night you can just count on him the going off well the good times with him as a pl- individually individually him as a player See, this is the, there is a, this, the ba- those are over caveat. we are kind of close in age but there's still enough of like a gap yeah, between all of us sure. here where like I'm like, do make you feel? Don't those make you were feel old? those were terrible times to me. Terrible. I just oh, I, were not good yeah, times yeah. for sure. I when, really hated basketball <laughs> at the time. Um, everything about it. I thought it was depressing. <laughs> that you think about it's just like darkness it around was the organization. Darkness, and, and, and not and just him. It no, was just everything. No, yeah. and it, that's what that's what stinks about it. It wasn't just him, but I will tell you, he was a huge part of that darkness in those in those awful times. And so many people, it would be like. They didn't understand the value in a good leader and how it could be so damaging when your best yeah. player on well, the team really didn't right. like anybody. But they lack leadership in all areas too. That's the other That's thing. That's where it wasn't. I his mean, fault. I think the other thing with Demarcus separate like how you feel about hey, how can he fit with the team? The biggest thing I always say is I watched him last year with the Nuggets. Kind of washed. He had some moments where he could score. I mean, everyone, how many times I've been sent the YouTube link to him destroying the Houston Rockets late in the year? I'm like. Yeah, I, okay. He's still capable of... Knocking down an outside right. shot. Sure. Michael Malone is one of his biggest supporters. He had some run in Denver, and they allowed him to be a free agent, and they signed DeAndre Jordan instead. DeAndre Jordan. And that tells also you kind watched. of what they thought. I just think DeMarcus, I think the biggest thing with him is, unfortunately, the injuries he's had has zapped... Yes, his lateral movement, which wasn't great before, he's just not very good defensively. Offensively, he can have moments where he can knock down some shots. He's a big body, and he he could pass a little bit. But I I think for what this team needs, it's not what he brings to the table right now as an NBA player. He's you know on the outside looking in at this point. Yeah, outside of the of the, the feel good aspect of it of him coming back, him getting the ovation. I think once that's over. The yeah. rest is, is is a problem for me. Yeah, I yeah. think. I mean, you mentioned it too. We've talked about this before. If he was like a really good guy, a really good teammate, right. everyone loved him, a glue guy, he would be on that roster just for that reason, for that right. passion, and be like, yeah, at least we have this back. It wouldn't be Alex Len. It would be someone like Demarcus Cousins if that was him. That's not him. That is the opposite of him. Um, I think there's a lot of people in this league that 
enjoyed playing with him. And I think there's a lot of people in this league Mm -hmm. who didn't like coaching him, who didn't like playing with him and all of the above. So um, that's where it is. And that's why it is so interesting when people do want that storyline. It's not going to be that. It's not going to help your Kings. Do not ask for it. It's not going to happen. All right. That's enough on that. Let's get to closing time. Closing time. It's closing time. But before we go, you know we have to give you a last call. So we know the NBA All-Star starters were named. Here's a question after seeing them. Do you honestly think fans should be able to vote for NBA (laughs) All-Stars? Chris. That's no. Your face. I was just saying no. Like it's, yeah? it ruins it, it. They never get it right. So what's the point? <laughs> Lower the percentage. It should not be fifty percent of the vote. I think you can equal things out. I mean, there's so many media members that voted for Demonis Sabonis and players that actually were deserving. I think maybe you should level out the playing field. And too many Democracy media vem- simply doesn't work. Yeah, it does not. And too you. many media members voting too. Like, I'm sorry, Mike Greenberg. You don't watch the NBA. Oh, you don't get a vote. It's well, and Casual. we yeah. had one of our listeners call in and talk about even, hey, why don't you have the fans vote for this part of the game? Or do yeah. some, you started bringing up like the four point yeah, line? Yeah, you get in a, a vote game. if you want to see a four point line in the game, or you get have them decide some things during. You can make it interactive without them voting for the All Star game. I actually think they should have like a panel of ten people who are like locked into the game that watch a lot of basketball decide. Maybe it's uh, a combination of like. Former execs, media members, former players, and it's like they all get in a room like, all right, let's pick the all-star team. Yeah, I guess, like, thinking about it, maybe they could vote for, like, one, like, the last guy to yeah, make it baseball in. baseball does, like, kind of that wild card, the last spot. Yes, right. They get a vote, mm-hmm. and maybe that's what it is. Like, hey, you get to decide that. But you know what? We'd still be bugged because, like, right, it would exactly. be like De'Aaron Fox <laughs> yeah, in a wild card. Person left. And right. Austin Reeves would yes, get in or something. Exactly. That you know? is definitely a problem. Yeah, I mean, for that reason alone, the, the fan voting, the Austin Reeves thing still bothers oh. me. Austin Reeves versus De'Aaron Fox, it's, it's, it's too the much. The player voting's not much better, though. Dinwiddie yeah. got, like, 26 <laughs> yeah. votes from players. I, Keegan I think I got seven. Keon Ellis got one. Ellis, uh, got one. Shima Moneki 100% voted for himself. Yeah. Did he get a vote? The greatest cutter in I the world. I think he got a vote. Elite cutter. They got to yeah. cut that, too. They got to cut that part. <laughs> cut that okay. Part. The time for talking is done. Okay. I know you hate oh, this, Morgan. What? Niners, Eagles. Oh, Who you got? You guys predict first. Chris is going to turn the whole chat <laughs> against him right now. The guys, whole chat is going to turn against you. I cannot be a bigger 49er hater. I cannot wow. stand the 49ers. Um, he drops a hammer. Saying that, I think the Niners win. It really it, wow. it breaks my heart to say. What a turn! It breaks my heart to say, but I think the 49ers win. I'm I'm gonna pull for the 49ers. I'm not a 49ers fan either. I don't despise. I don't like dislike them. I just didn't grow up liking the Niners. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna hope they win though because it's always nice and the area is into it and uh, the parties will be going on. It's fun. The whole area is into it. Let's go Niners. Good reason. I'm sorry to say. I think it's going to be a great game. It's going to be close. I just think that environment is going to be really challenging to play with. I don't think Brock is seeing a defensive front like the Eagles. I think he makes a mistake, and it's going to be one of his first ones. Eagles win. I think we're going to have the cutest story oh, of the year. Brock Purdy is going to win <sighs> this, this game, this NFC championship game. It would be an amazing story. It would be incredible. Imagine th- this could- man was literally the last pick in the draft. Yeah. And I love that I say that when really it's like this entire team is a complete Ugh. team. But no, Brock Purdy is going to be the one that wins this game. You're going to be so annoyed by the two-week lead-up, though, if they do. It's like, hey, you know, Mr. Irrelevant, huh? And then every show in America is going to have like a former Mr. Right, Irrelevant right. on. Yep. Like, hey, what's yep. that like, huh? 
What's it like to play like that? Tired angles. I hate the two-week ramp up. All right, Bengals, oh Chiefs, and Kansas City at Burrowhead. That's what they're calling at it. Burrowhead. Burrowhead. Uh, what do you think happens? I, I got the Bengals. I'm I'm gonna go Bengals as well. Yes. I think I think the, the Mahomes. Team. Yeah, the Mahomes ankle injury is scary. He's not gonna be the same guy. Uh, and uh, the Bengals have a ton of confidence. So I'm gonna go Cincinnati. Go Joe Burrow, baby. Go Joe Burrow. Wow. Joe Burrow. Wow. gonna go with her boy Mahomes. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is the greatest. Football player of all time. Thank you. you. Thank you. It's the battle of the quarterbacks, and I'm going Patty Mahomes, even if he has a bum ankle. Last one. What NFL, like, what matchup do you want to see as an NFL fan? Like, take away your fan, like, what would you want to see? Niners Chiefs would be good again. I know we already saw it, but. That was with Jimmy G, though. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. yeah, I, I don't want to see Brock Purdy in, in, in the Super Bowl and, like you're saying, the whole two-week ramp up to it. But, uh, yeah, I think I think Niners, Niners Chiefs probably gets the people going the most. Yeah, I think the rematch would be fun. I think from an offensive standpoint, like Chiefs and Eagles would be a lot of fun. But I would like to see Niners Bengals. That's just that's my yeah, choice. Niners Bengals is a rematch, too, from a long, long, long give time ago. Yeah. Was not born. Was yeah. not born. It's a big game. I wasn't born either. Yeah. All right, coming <laughs> up next, it's Cattles and Rami. Right here on Sacktown Sports. We love you guys, but we got to go. See ya!